0: Journey, a podcast featuring interviews with animation professionals working in television, film, and games. I'm your host, Angela Ensminger.
1: And I'm Jeff Schutze.
0: And we're here because we have a special news and bonus episode. So longtime listeners know that every couple of months or so a lot of things are happening in the news and we like to talk about all things and one of my favorite bonus episodes is when we talked about Avengers Infinity War. Mm. And of course, we both saw Avengers Endgame, so we really want to talk about that. But before that, we just want to talk about news. And also, it's great to have you back, Jeff.
1: Yeah, it's great to be back. I love being on the show, and I just feel like I've been away a long time. So, woo, good to be back.
0: It's good to have you back. And you're back because you've been working on a lot of different things. So, we'll uh, briefly talk about this because this is a Big deal. So, Jeff, you are now a storyboard artist on Bojack Horseman.
1: Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still flabbergasted by it. I've been working there since January, but I was hesitant to bring it up on the show. I mean, you know about it. You know, we've talked about it, but I was hesitant to bring it on the show because. I didn't know if it was going to take. I had the whole imposter syndrome thing going on. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to be there for only a couple weeks and then dumped or something. I don't know. All these things went through my head. But now that I've been there, I don't know. What is it? Like five months or so now? Now I'm like, okay, I guess I'm there and I can relax a little bit. But yes, I'm a storyboard artist. I'm BoJack. It's an amazing studio. I love the show. It's one of my... It's a dream job. Yeah, so now I'm just... Hopefully going to be working on that until the show either concludes or we get another, you know, season. I don't know. And we'll see. Yeah.
0: And we hope that you get another season because yeah. that show is amazing. really enjoy that show. And Bojack's continual, my hope is a scent, but I don't know. <laughs> it's Bojack. Every season I go, maybe this is the season where things get better. How did they get worse for him Through his own life choices, and it makes me sad, (laughs) but it's also, it's funny, living now in, because I used to watch that show when I lived in San Francisco, Mm. and now living in L.A. and meeting L.A. friends and working in the animation industry and having friends that work in other aspects of entertainment, the reality of that show is scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's amazing how true to life that show actually is. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. You can tell the writers actually lived a lot of this stuff, I feel like, you know, Because so many of the, you know, predicaments that he finds himself in, or even the people in the show and the characters, all that stuff just rings so true. But, yeah.
0: One of my favorite parts is when Todd is walking down the street, and you think he's going to join the Church of Scientology, but instead (laughs) he ends up joining improv, which is, yeah.
1: It's a little (laughs) cult-like. It is a
0: little cult-like, so I went, oh, that's that's very true. Yeah,
1: totally. I've actually been there. And I know you've done improv too. So it's Uh,
0: like, yeah,
1: totally. I can see the parallel. Sure. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And we want to briefly talk about this. So we can't talk about it a whole, whole lot because it's, as you guys know, from articles we've posted and Hollywood Reporter and Deadline, but BoJack is currently in the process of becoming a unionized show for its artists. Y'all are currently working with the Animation Guild and you're still in negotiations. So that's pretty much all we can say about it because you're in the middle of it.
1: Exactly. So that is the thing that's happening. Yes, yes, I can't really talk about it, but uh yeah, we're in negotiations right now and hopefully everything will work out, you know, the studio's great, the the shows they're turning out are so good and we all love BoJack and hopefully they will come to some sort of agreement in a uh, hopefully a short time. We'll see. Yeah,
0: and as like we said, Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, Variety, all the major news outlets have been covering this, mm-hmm. so as we get definitive sources, we will let you guys know.
1: Yeah, and hopefully once it's resolved, then I can talk about it a little more.
0: Yeah, so until then, that's it, <laughs> but we'll let you guys know as things go on. And there's a lot of other things going on in the news as well, so we'll start with uh, some fun things, or maybe fun things, depending on where you stand with this. But Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah. So anyone who's been on the internet at all, y'all have seen the trailer. Y'all saw the backlash. It's it's a whole thing with this poor movie. So, your thoughts, Jeff?
1: Oh man, the first time I saw the trailers and saw Sonic's design, that is the stuff of nightmares. <laughs> And, you know, a lot of people had problems with his teeth and his eyes and all that stuff. I just I had a bigger problem with his proportions, you know, where he had kind of this childlike body and the head was a smaller proportion than in the video game. And he just didn't look as kind of cute. And, you know, the Sonic that we're used to seeing, I'm all for changes, but this just looked weird and kind of off-putting. So, yeah, what'd you think?
0: I found a really good article on CNN that talked about why people had visceral reaction, and one of the things was the teeth, mm-hmm. and they actually talked to, I believe it was a dental researcher who studies this, and it, as it turns out, just... Evolutionarily speaking, people have a difficult time with teeth. People just there's something about teeth that people just find very off-putting. So if it's almost like the uncanny valley of teeth. So if you don't get the teeth right, then people are just going to have an interesting reaction, which I thought was funny. So there's definitely like a reptile brain thing going on with that. But my thing is, I find it fascinating and also cool, but also disheartening how much power people on social media have with yeah. these kinds of changes. On the one hand, you end up with things like people wanting inclusivity with things like mm-hmm. when they were upset about Tiana and her skin color in Ralph breaks the internet, or when they were upset with Scarlett Johansson and ghosts in the shell. So I think it can be a force of good to get people in Hollywood paying attention to certain things, but also... There's this weird nostalgia factor to it, and honestly, we're not... As much as we'd like to think that we're the audience for these movies, we're really not. You know, the audience for these movies are are children. And that's Mm -hmm. not to say that children don't deserve good design and good story, but the audience is probably, what they're aiming for, are like 6 to 15 year olds, and they're not the ones on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook. The people that are complaining are people our age in their late 20s 30s and 40s which yeah it looks weird you guys but who cares like it's not (laughs) it's it's i don't know it's like yeah we played this game but we're all adults now should we care this much and so that's my concern with it and also the other concern i had when they announced oh they're gonna redo it my first thought was do you have any idea how long it takes artists to create a character mm. in a movie? And artists already are pushed to the limit, especially with VFX movies, where they're in crunch mode and they're working weekends and they're working eighty-hour weeks. Like we saw that mm. whole thing with Red Dead Redemption Two, where people were just not sleeping mm. and the, you know the working conditions were really bad. And there's a really good IO9 article, which I'll put in the show notes, where they interviewed people that have worked in VFX. Especially, they interviewed a guy that worked on Paddington, and they were talking about just how long it would take to redo the character. Mm-hmm. And he said six to nine months. Oh. And granted, they pushed the release date from November to February, but I'm wondering now, is that enough time to do something like that? And yeah. I just, I don't want to. I mean, VFX—they're not union. They're not always getting the best pay and overtime. And so I'm wondering, well, is their Christmas now shot because mm. they now have to redesign Sonic the Hedgehog because a bunch of people on Twitter got
1: mad. Yeah. That's a thing. It's like, yeah, I didn't like the design and I would like to see it changed, but like you said, it's so weird that they have so much power this vocal group online because what's going to happen the next time they put out the design? What if People don't like it again in, when they show the next trailer, you know, are they gonna redesign it again? Like, what's gonna happen? Kind of sets a bad precedent. Because whoever designed this, they hired designers for this, they thought it looked great. And sometimes people's initial reaction is different than, you know, what it will later be. I remember when I first saw Pikachu, like the um, Detective Pikachu billboards, I was like, what is, is that fur on his tail? What is this? This looks horrible. And the more I saw it, the more I was like, actually, I'm kinda liking it now. You know, the more you see it, the more you accept it. I don't know if that would have happened to Sonic. I don't think so. I don't but, you know, it's so. just a weird precedent. Yeah. It is
0: a weird precedent. I personally I found the designs for Detective Pikachu to be better. Oh, I thought yeah. that they were better designed, better quality. But that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean Maybe there's someone out there that thought the song design was fine. I haven't found that person, but maybe, maybe there's Mm-mm. somebody out there, but even not, who knows, you know, and I'm not, it's weird because it's everyone has an opinion mm-hmm. and that's fine to have an opinion, but opinion doesn't equal expert knowledge. It mm-hmm. doesn't equal wisdom. And we're now in an outrage culture where everyone immediately just feels the need to be mad all the time about Mm -hmm. all the things, and I think that we should use that sparingly and actually be mad about things that actually affect people and not cartoon hedgehogs and movies. But that's my own thing. But yeah, so they're redesigning him, and the movie is coming out in February, so I hope it goes well. Mm -hmm. I hope it goes well for everybody involved.
1: Yeah. I like Sonic. I want it to be a good movie. I'm going to see it regardless, probably, unless, you know, I, now everyone's going to, it's probably a great publicity stunt, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a stunt, because they didn't intend for this to oh, happen. No. But, God, everyone knows about that there's a Sonic movie coming out now. So, yeah. hopefully the next design will be awesome, and we'll get a good movie.
0: I hope it's great. I hope the movie does well. And, yeah, I hope everyone calms down. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and then speaking of design, Aladdin. Aladdin's (laughs) happening. That's a thing that now exists in the world.
1: (laughs) Wow, yeah. The first time I saw the trailer, I was like, okay, I'm not sure about this, but we'll see what happens. But then that clip came out of Will Smith singing, uh, what's that song, is it Prince Ali? Mm -hmm. And it was just bad. It just didn't have the energy of the you know of the animated film and the whole thing just looked kind of i don't know lackluster just low energy and you know will smith's voice wasn't that great for singing i mean you know even he says he's not a singer but so you know then there was internet outrage again and pretty much everyone i knew was just ah pitchforks and you know this is horrible why would they do this so everyone thought it was going to be a disaster but now that the critiques and the reviews and stuff have come out critics are saying actually this isn't a bad movie i'm still not excited about it i love the the animated films and like we were talking about before we're just not really you know the target audience for these things you know we have nostalgia love for the old films so i don't know hopefully i'll probably end up seeing it but i don't know what do you think about this Disney didn't change anything for
0: Disney doesn't (laughs) have to. (laughs) As 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 we we talked about this off mic, (laughs) Disney now makes their own money. Disney is their own GDP. Oh yeah. Disney does not have to care about what you think. And so I feel like Disney's like, We make a billion Mm dollars with every movie and we own entertainment. You know what? We think this is just fine. We're happy with Will Smith. We're happy with how this is going. We're gonna do it anyway, and you know what, world? You're all gonna buy tickets, and you're all gonna watch it. And it's projected to make a hundred million dollars this weekend, Huff. and I bet you it will mm-hmm. because Disney. So <laughs> they don't—they're not worried about this.
1: Yeah, I wasn't that into the live-action Beauty and the Beast, but it didn't—it make close to like billion a billion dollars worldwide. Like
0: I, you it know, it's crazy. It's funny about that movie because it's actually—if you strip away the nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And the love for the animated film. It's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. Emma Watson's a good actor. She's not a great singer. I didn't particularly like the production design. The costumes were great. The production design, it didn't it look kind of fake to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's a movie. It's a serviceable movie. It's only about an hour and a half, whatever. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. Everyone that's complaining on the internet, these aren't the people that are going to see this movie these aren't the they're not marketing to the angry internet people they're marketing to parents of little kids it's memorial day weekend the kids are now home for three days they got to figure out activities for their kids for the next three days to try to just get them to just be calm and relax and have fun And not fight with their siblings (laughs) or not fight at the family barbecues with their aunts and uncles and cousins. And so everyone knows what Aladdin is. You can go to this movie and you can know there's not going to be sex. There's not going to be crazy violence. There's not going to be really bad language. It's Disney. I can go and take my kids to this movie and they're not going to be crying afterwards and they're not going to be upset. And for an hour and a half, I can just sit Mm
1: -hmm. and yeah
0: air conditioning that's what this is
1: eat some popcorn popcorn
0: (laughs) and the kids will come out and they'll be happy Mm -hmm. and they'll be singing and it's people of color as the actors and so for all the little middle eastern black children out there who are like cool aladdin and jasmine and the genie they look like me that's awesome and for little white kids they can be like cool people of color everybody's okay that's what this is so for that Good for you, Disney. As far as actual story, eh, it's mm-hmm. the cartoon version. But that's what movies are—they're entertaining diversions to get out and not worry about stuff sometimes, you know.
1: Yeah, and the kids know the songs probably ah. at this point from the animated film, and they aren't—they don't have as much of a problem with well. This guy is not Robin Williams, you know. And Little it, kids that's...
0: don't know who he is, which is yeah. sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he was a wonderful man, and, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace. Yeah, but... who
1: did a great job as yeah, the genie. Yeah, but they're, they're six. Mm-hmm.
0: They are 6 I do not
1: know
0: who he is. It's okay. It's okay. I think that's the bottom line with all of this. It's okay if it's not the way that we remember it being. Mm-hmm. And if you're not okay with that, watch the original. That's the other great thing. No one is forcing anyone to watch this movie. If your family says, we're going to watch Aladdin, you can take a stand and say, you know what? I'd rather not, but thank you for inviting me. I'm going to go watch something else. I'm going to go outside. I'm going to play video games. I'm going to go hang out with my friends. No one's forcing you into the movie theater to watch this movie. (laughs) So just don't watch it. Like Me, personally, I'm not that interested. I don't plan on watching it. Millions of other people will. The movie's going to do just fine.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. As far as... I don't plan on seeing it, but I have a feeling some friends of mine are going to drag me along, so I'll probably see it, and then we'll talk about it.
0: It will be on Disney+, Mm -hmm. and then I'll see it in a year and a half. Yeah. Fine. And then I'll watch it and go, it's fine. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then, speaking of other movies, so Leica released Missing Link, Mm. which was out for, I feel like, a week in theaters. It was not out for very long. So, did you get a chance to see it?
1: I did not get a chance to see it. I wanted to see it. I thought the trailer looked, it looked cute, you know, and uh, whimsical, and it seemed like my kind of thing. I like mythical beasts and all that stuff, but I think it just got lost in the whole juggernaut that was Endgame, you know, so I did not get a chance to see it, and like you said, it just seemed to be in theaters, and then it was gone. But you got a chance to see this, right?
0: I did. And the reason I got a chance to see it was they play movies at work, mm. which is really nice. And I'm really glad because I wanted to see it, and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. able to go. So I'm really glad they screened it. It is a delightful movie. It's actually the only movie that I've seen in theaters this year where I walked out of it going, I liked the entire thing. Mm. All the movies I've seen this year, I thought they were not great to fare. And this one, I really liked it. And Leica continues to do solid, solid work. And the production design of this movie is beautiful. And Mm. the scale that they're working is great. And the designs of all the puppets are really great. The story is very good. The story, slightly spoiler, so you guys can fast forward through this part, but it's about this British explorer Seems to be about the early 1900s. And he wants to get into this British adventurer society. And there are all these stuffy old British men that don't want him, they don't think he belongs. And he gets this letter saying, hey, there's a Sasquatch in Washington state. I can help you find him. And so he takes the letter to this adventurer society and he makes a bet and he says, I bet I can bring back Bigfoot. And the guy says, no, you can't. He goes, well, I bet I can. They're like, well, fine. He goes, and if I bring him here, you have to let me into your society. Hmm. And so he goes and he discovers Bigfoot, played by Zach Galifianakis. And it's great. The voice cast is great. Like, it's just a really good movie that I hope everybody gets on DVD and iTunes and everywhere else, because it deserves to be seen.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because its box office was not good. No. No. And I'm just wondering why, but maybe it's because of the same reason I didn't see it. You know, that the trailers, it seemed like they were playing a long time. Like, I remember seeing the trailer a long time ago. I didn't really even know when it came out. But do you think it's because it got lost in the hype of Endgame, or do you think it was a problem with marketing? Like, what do you think the problem was? Was it four families? I wasn't sure. It's definitely
0: four families. Like, this is... This is a good family movie. There's family movies where you go and you're just watching it going, I really hope that my kids, nieces, nephews, little cousins don't like this because I never want to watch this again. Mm -hmm. This is definitely a movie for families, for all ages, which is great and which is rare. Because a Mm -hmm. lot of family movies can be very obnoxious. I think there's several reasons. I think one of the biggest ones is... Anything that came out right before in game, during in game, right after in game, is mm-hmm. going to get trashed. Right. It's just going to. Because in game, Marvel movies, Disney movies are such a juggernaut that mm. I feel like you should just clear everything out for the month surrounding those movies because you're just going to die otherwise. So yeah. that's one, unless you're doing something that's super counter programming mm-hmm. for people that. Do not care about superhero movies, and there's many of those people. You gotta have something that's really like, hey, if you don't care about this at all, here's this other thing that's not competing for the same people. And Missing Link honestly is competing for the same people. Mm-hmm. Because little kids, a lot of them love superhero movies. So you're competing with families who what are you gonna take your kid to see? This thing that you saw a trailer for about Bigfoot, or captain america fighting a purple dude in space with everyone mm-hmm. that we've had 21 movies to build up yeah you're gonna go see that so i think that's the first one. Second, people don't really see stop motion stuff like you have to be really into animation to want to watch a stop action movie mm-hmm. and animation nerds know who like it is but If I were to ask my friends that don't work in the industry, that don't live in California, or my relatives that don't work in the industry, they couldn't tell you about like movies. They just don't pay attention to that. That's Mm -hmm. not really on their radar. So part of it is you have to really be deep into animation. A lot of people just don't really like stop motion. That's just not a thing that they're interested in. Or if they think of stop motion, they think of like Christmas specials like Rudolph. And they like Rudolph, but Mm -hmm. Rudolph's 20 minutes. They might look at that and go, I don't want to watch an hour and a half of this. This Hmm. seems kind of herky-jerky and weird, which is too bad. Yeah, Because movies are great. So you're coming against that. You're coming against people that maybe they're just not that into animated movies. Mm Not Everybody is. Surprise, surprise. Not everybody likes cartoons of any type. So that's a thing. And then, like a small, so they don't have the money that other companies have for marketing mm-hmm. you know like other companies they've got t-shirts and lunch boxes and bath towels and toothpaste and band-aids like i saw pikachu band-aids at target the other day <laughs> i mean you know they've got all this ancillary products and lunchables and all these kinds of things to let people know and you know they also have tie-ins to theme parks and to cars and to trading cards and all that kind of stuff and like it doesn't it's an independent studio Mm-hmm. They're working with Annapurna Films, which is another independent studio. That a lot of people have never heard of that at all. You know, so it's like, you get, so you get all these things of, like, smaller studio, less marketing budget, a medium that people aren't super familiar with, and yeah. this is what happens, which is too bad.
1: Yeah, I think that's totally accurate with the, uh, like you said about uh It's not a brand name where, You know, when you see Pixar come on the screen, I'm sure there are moms and dads that are just like, done. We're seeing that it's got the Pixar logo on it or it's got the Disney logo, I'm familiar with that. Leica, it's like, what? I'm, the thing you mentioned about stop motion, I've always wondered about that. Do people understand the difference? Do they understand that this is stop motion and it's not CG because a lot of CG, kind of imitates what stop-motion looks like, you know? Even like the Lego movie or whatever, it looks kind of like stop-motion. And I wonder if that is a factor. Like, do you think, like if we talked to a kid, that they'd be like, oh yeah, that's different than this.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if people said no. Mm. Kids might know. Adults might not. Right. And especially with this last one. And also, leica has been incorporating... CG elements which mm-hmm. is fine and also really cool at the end of missing link they showed They did essentially a CG map of this mountain range in the sky that looked amazing and mm-hmm. there were CG elements in Paranorman during his fight with Aggie at yeah. the end and So it's it's now and also there was CG and Kubo, you know, so they're combining both I think that if you didn't know it was stop motion, you might just think it was CG because stop motion's gotten so fluid now that yeah. things things move smoother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that might be it too. I think it's just a lack of public knowledge on how it works, which isn't the public's fault. And it's mm-hmm. not even like it's fault. It's not like, oh, you need to educate people. Well, no, not necessarily. But I think if more people knew, they might watch mm-hmm. it. But it also might be, because I know for... So you look at, like, his first two movies. You have Coraline and Paranorman. Those are horror movies. Mm -hmm. They're good horror movies, but they're horror movies. If you don't like scary things, you're not going to watch it. And then they also did Kubo, which had some horror elements. So if those are the only three movies you know, you might just look at it and go, oh, they're the studio that makes scary things. I don't want scary things. I want princess things Mm -hmm. or superhero things. So that, I don't know if that's a factor or not, but maybe... Yeah, it could be. Maybe that's a thing. I guess my point is, I don't think it's any one thing. Yeah. I think it's a bunch of things, mm-hmm. which is really too bad. Because I honestly think that their movies, each of their movies have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But the box office hasn't reflected that.
1: Right. Yeah. That's so sad because I want more stop action movies yeah. you know, or stop motion movies i'm well, yeah. very sad that, that mm-hmm. their movies are not doing well because they're so quality you know i love their movies so man yeah i'll have to see this on streaming now maybe if they
0: got another distributor mm-hmm. i
1: don't know
0: i maybe. mean that's not the throw shade at annapurna but mm.
1: yeah, maybe, maybe they
0: need an nbc universal or a disney or mm-hmm. paramount or somebody bigger to yeah. come in and help them out
1: yeah, I also think that maybe if their marketing team had cut a different trailer, I don't. Since I didn't see the movie, I don't know what elements they could have thrown in there. But every time I saw the trailer, I wasn't like, "I have to go out and see this." This looks hilarious. It just looked like, "Oh, this looks delightful." <laughs> you know, it didn't really spark anything that I have to go. This was a must-see. It just looked like, "Oh, this looks beautiful," and I'll definitely see it because I like these type of movies. But it mm-hmm. wasn't, you know get out there and see it
0: and that's a whole i mean trailers is its own art Mm because i know i've seen trailers where i'm like this looks great and then i see the movie oh this is not no oh yeah no this is not what i thought this was (laughs) this is bad
1: i feel like 80 (laughs) percent of the things i see are like this is not what the trailer was selling what was advertised
0: i have thoughts totally
1: totally oh well
0: Yeah, so that's too bad. Mm -hmm. But getting to that, speaking of working partnerships and mergers and whatnot, so Disney is buying Hulu. (laughs) So for those of you who are unaware, Hulu, the Hulu streaming service, it actually belonged to multiple companies. So Disney had a stake in it, NBC, Fox, multiple people. Owned a piece of Hulu, which is the reason why you could have so many different shows on Hulu. They all had a stake. And what ended up happening was Disney, as all of you know, bought Fox. So then they had a larger share. And then NBC Universal decided to sell their stake to Disney because they're going to have their own streaming service next year. So they don't need Hulu anymore. So now Disney owns Hulu. So Disney is now rapidly taking over all of media. <laughs>
1: And we're going to take this time to announce that Disney is buying this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they are buying The Animated we, Journey. We,
0: we have always liked you, Disney. We've always said <laughs> nothing but nice things about you. So, <laughs> so yes, all hail our, our mouse overlords. No, yes. so, so this is happening. No. So this is... Who knows? Oh, you know what? Who knows? Who even knows how things are going to go now that everybody is buying every kind of thing? There's a really good Hollywood Reporter article that I posted a few days ago that talks about what to expect from Hulu and Disney because there's a lot of questions as to what's going to happen now. And what it looks like is going to happen is that everything that Disney doesn't really think fits into the Disney quote unquote brand will be on Hulu. Mm -hmm. So they're edgier, more adult things, so things that would be on FX for example, that's what's going to end up on Hulu. Mm. Whereas Marvel movies, Pixar movies, nature documentaries—that's the kind of stuff you're going to be seeing on Disney Plus.
1: Hmm. I wonder if they'll put some of their darker, say, Marvel movies. You know, like. Uh punisher and daredevil that they partner with netflix on something like that i wonder if they would put that on hulu
0: i would hope so or like deadpool deadpool 2
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know things like that and they were talking about things like you know the handmaid's tale
1: mm-hmm. catch
0: 22 that's gonna stay on hulu i would have a i would think that would be very impressive but i seriously doubt that the <laughs> handmaid's tale will end up on disney plus oh no <laughs> <laughs> but things like that so it's so, even though they're going to own two streaming services, it's going to be. It sounds like they're going to stay in their own lane. So, this is going to be, you know, making the motion with my hands that none of you can see. But, <laughs> you know, one lane's going to be more adult, the other lane's going to be Disney stuff.
1: That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually just canceled my Hulu subscription last month, but they keep announcing shows that sound interesting, and I was watching. Was it Pen15 that was on that? And a couple other things. Was Shrill
0: a Hulu series? I don't know. Uh, Shrill, yes. I believe it is a Hulu Yeah, series.
1: I started watching both of those, and now I'm like, man, maybe I shouldn't have canceled. <laughs> but they did give me, like, a 30-day free trial after I left, so maybe I'll check it out again and see what happens when Disney, you know does the complete takeover
0: mm-hmm. well they also said that because disney's now buying it they're going to have a larger marketing budget to create more shows because that was one of Hulu's issues was they have new shows mm-hmm. but they just didn't have the money to create new shows and also unlike the other hulu's not a studio so they couldn't just they had to license stuff out from other people mm-hmm. so maybe we'll end up with a hulu studio that makes all hulu shows now mm. we'll see
1: Can we just talk about all the streaming going on? Because I remember the streaming, you know, the pitch that was given to us way back in the day was that, oh, it's going to be so great, your streaming future, because you can cut cable because you're paying way too much for cable, and then you just can stream everything, and it's going to be so much cheaper, and you're going to just be able to download the content you want, all that stuff. Now it's like, man, I got to get Netflix, Hulu, disney plus apple plus or whatever they're calling that cbs to watch you know twilight zone and star trek there's just so many of these streaming networks that i can't afford all of these things what's a person to do (laughs) (laughs) what is a person to do about
0: that choose what you really want to watch
1: i want to watch everything
0: (laughs) no you know what would be the smart thing you make a pact with your friends so you go all right you you get hbo go mm-hmm. you you get Crunchyroll. you get shutter you get netflix you get cbs all access and then we yes. just swap i think right. that would be the way to go because then it's kind of like when we were kids and you had i had a sega my friend had an nes and so yeah. we just go back and forth between our <laughs> houses and that's how we got to play all the games i find it funny too because we talked about this we mm-hmm. talked about how Oh, yeah, they're going to be a multiplicity of streaming services, and no one's going to know what to do. Yeah. And then someone's going to come along and go, well, you know what we could do? We could bundle everything up. Oh, what would you call such a magical thing? Cable. Yes. So basically cable is just coming back in a different form. Because if you were to buy all these things, you'd be spending 100 to $200 a month, mm-hmm. which yeah. is gross. Yeah. There's no sense. And actually, I looked this up. Because I wanted to find out just how many are there. There are over a hundred streaming platforms. Are
1: you serious?
0: Over a hundred, yes. Wow. Flixed.io had a complete list of streaming services. Some of them are now defunct, which Mm -hmm. is too bad. And some of them are for Brazil and Australia or Japan, so they're only for other places. But there's so many now for movies. And sports. So some of them included, you know, Disney Plus, Amazon, Hulu, Crunchyroll, Netflix, there's YouTube Red, ESPN Plus, HBO Go Now, Movie, DC Universe. Remember that one? Yep. There's also Hallmark Movies Now. Really? There's Showtime Stars, Twitch, Sundance Now, the Lifetime Movie Club, Shout Factory TV, PlayStation View, and there's Canopy, which is available through your local library. <sighs> Thousands of local libraries have it, and that one's free.
1: And what do you get with that one? You get too? all the
0: movies that they have in their library. Oh, okay. So yeah, so whole... every movie and television show that they have at the library, you can stream. Hmm. Which is pretty cool. My friend has that one. She showed it to me.
1: Yeah, maybe so I'll have to pay a visit to the library. Yeah. Well, that's
0: what I do. And honestly, so I have to. I've got Amazon Prime, which I rarely watch, actually. I've got Netflix, mm-hmm. which I watch fairly regularly. And then there's the library. Because the library has... A ton of movies and they have a lot of criterion collection things mm-hmm. at least the library here because because we're in the los angeles area all of our libraries have really good movies <laughs> and a lot of them have really obscure movies like yeah. i rented kronos oh nice you know That's so good. things like that so you can get things like that so check out your library your yeah. library might actually have more than what you think but i think the answer is just figure out what you want to watch mm-hmm. And maybe you don't need that streaming service. If you only want to watch that one show, just buy that show. Yeah. You know, just buy that one show.
1: Yeah, that might be the way to go. Or do a free
0: trial and just spend a week watching different stuff and see how you like it.
1: Yeah, I've been trying to, because now I have so many streaming services that... I told myself you cannot subscribe to any new ones unless you discontinue one of the old ones. So yeah, I discontinued Hulu because the Criterion one came out and I've been enjoying that. That has a lot of good movies and I like a lot of old movies and Japanese movies and all that. So now I have Criterion, Netflix, Crunchyroll, HBO Go, although now that Game of Thrones is over. Maybe I can. Although I'm loving Barry. I've anyway, the, it's great. I heard Barry. It's really, really good. good. This season has been amazing. So I'll probably keep HBO Go around because it looks like you know his Dark Materials is coming out on that oh, as well. Wow. this year Anyway, I think I have one other streaming service, but yeah, I think I can only handle maybe four or five. But I'm definitely gonna get Disney Plus. You know, and they have the like the Star Wars series coming out and all that. Mm-hmm. Ugh too much stuff to watch too little time
0: yeah i mean it's good for us because jobs forever Mm -hmm. is what Mm -hmm. this is i mean nothing really lasts forever but there are so many jobs now in the animation industry and in the entertainment industry as a whole because Mm -hmm. of all the streaming services yeah so the issue now isn't can you get a job the issue is will anybody actually watch this show because there's so many shows it's funny so on our counter on our floor is where everybody dumps all of the screeners all the emmy screeners that they get and so we just have this pile of boxes and i'm looking at these shows that are all critically acclaimed that all these wonderful write-ups on them that are up for awards and i'm looking at these shows going i've never heard of this show (laughs) i've never seen this show i don't know who this actor is or this writer or this director but look it's 20 episodes of this thing and i'm looking at it going how do people even get known nowadays because there's hundreds of shows Mm -hmm. and these are just the live action shows these aren't even the animated shows so who knows who's watching any of this seriously
1: we have the same thing in our lunchroom at shadow machine and i could have given up netflix for all the screeners that are there i'm just like oh i could have saved some money by just watching these screeners Mm -hmm. but uh yeah and a lot of the the emmy stuff and the you know all these screeners there that, I bet we could save a lot of money. Oh, yeah. We just... Well,
0: I don't have HBO Go, but they had a box of HBO television shows. One of them was Chernobyl, and I thought, oh, oh I've been yeah. wanting to watch this. Now I can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't have to get HBO Go. I have this lovely box set. This is great. So, it's just... It's kind of nuts. Yeah, yeah. Also, I read an article in The Hollywood Reporter that they're discontinuing screeners for that very reason next year because people were complaining about just boxes and boxes. And also, the studios spend millions of dollars sending those out. Mm -hmm. So they're spending a ton of money. I have a stack of screeners here from two years ago Mm. for shows that are no longer on that I've been meaning to watch. I don't know if I'll ever watch them, so it's probably a wise thing that they're getting rid of these.
1: Yeah, save a tree. You know, with uh, SAG, you know, we get screeners, and I'm not sure where these other screeners. If it's if you're with the, um, you know, the Television Academy or Film Academy or whatever uh, that you're getting these screeners, but with SAG, recently they've given up a lot of the screeners so you don't get a lot of dvds anymore it's a code and Mm -hmm. you have to download their app and then you have to watch it on your computer or your apple tv or whatever and i think that's a great way to do it you know because i bet it cuts down on piracy and yeah you aren't sending all these boxes and you know real media out into the world
0: now, granted, the boxes are very nice, they are, and they yeah. make good gifts. Oh. You can just hand them out to people that don't have these services and go, "Oh, you've been wanting to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Here's the entire run. Oh yeah, have fun."
1: And they're great for parents, you oh, know, yeah. where, like because my mom, she has such a hard time like finding the little Netflix app on her. But it's like, here's that show you wanted to watch. <laughs> you know, just watch it on your TV player. funny. my parents
0: don't watch any of this. Mm-hmm. They watch HGTV mm. and sports, and they go to the movies. They don't really watch television anymore. Yeah. So all the stuff that's happening, they don't care. That's not their thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing you have to factor in. There are some people that just don't care about television and movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they'd rather be outside.
1: Yeah, totally. And everyone's in their bubble, you know? Mm -hmm. Like we're in kind of an animation bubble and a Hollywood bubble or whatever, so we know what's going on and whatever. But some people are like, BoJack what? You know, or whatever. It's just they don't know the animation world or the Hollywood world. It keeps
0: you humble and sane. Mm -hmm. I went home for a vacation a month ago and it was really nice because in Denver, no one cares. No one cares about this at all. It was fantastic. (laughs) I was walking out like nobody cares about any of this. They're busy with their own lives, their own jobs.
1: (laughs) I went out with my godmother a week ago and she's like, oh, so what have you been doing? I was telling her about my job and stuff and she's like, netflix what is netflix what is that i'm like come on no, that's great <laughs> like, I, love that I was your like oh my no. god yeah some people don't she's a you pure know. soul yeah 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 so yeah not everyone knows about all this stuff so yeah it does keep you humble
0: yes it does mm-hmm. it also makes you realize it's just a thing mm-hmm. we will eventually all these shows will eventually go away and be replaced by new shows yeah yeah or microchips, or nanobots, or yeah. something.
1: Implanted it directly into your brain. Oh yeah, it would all just be like be Minority Report. In. Yes. Just be seeing
0: <laughs> tailored ads directly. That will be so scary. Uh, anyway, let's talk to you about Toucan Birdie. Because that yeah. got started by Shadow Machine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I had no hand in this, but yeah, take it with a grain of salt that, uh, you know, the company I work for produced this. But I watched it, it's a great show. It was created by Lisa Hanawalt, who was also a co-creator on BoJack. She did the designs and everything. And this show, it's not set in the BoJack universe, but the characters look very much the same as some of the characters in BoJack. Like, they look like they would share a universe. But this one is so much more cartoony. You know, very they could, much so. yeah, they could do what, bend the laws of physics. They can say a word and the letters will come out of their mouths on the screen and then they could, like, grab it. You know, they can do anything. I would love to work on the show. Hopefully they get to season two <laughs> and I'm still with the company. But, yeah, I'm loving it. It just has a different vibe. Than Bojack. It's almost like, you know, like Broad City.
0: hmm. Because
1: it's, it's about. Very
0: much like Broad City. Yeah,
1: it's about a couple 30 something birds. It's animated. Uh, one's a toucan, one's like a sparrow or
0: something. She. Like, I think she's a budgie. I'm
1: a budgie, to... yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't
0: quite know what kind of bird she is. Yeah, yeah.
1: but they're roommates or yeah. they were. were they're ex roommates. Ex-roommates, they're
0: pretty yeah. much still roommates, uh-huh.
1: according to Toucan. Yeah, they <laughs> share an apartment never, complex never still. Leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's and there's always, a hole. He's, he's always there.
0: <laughs> <You know? laughs> I feel bad for Birdie's boyfriend. Oh, Speckle. He's just kind of like, oh, she's here. <laughs> Still. Why? <laughs> I love
1: Speckle. Like, he's. I, mean, so, he, I just find him he, so funny. He,
0: I, I think remember, he had that picture of himself. He had nothing in her apartment. <laughs> and all he wanted to do was just put up this one thing. And I look at Birdie going, you need to let your boy have a, you know have this be part of his life too yeah otherwise it's more like he's just kind of camping out here <laughs> totally. so sort <of> living here
1: <laughs> my uh one of my friends who watched the show they were like i love speckle so much i'm gonna print out that picture that, oh no. that he put on the wall and like put it in my apartment <laughs> and she's just now moving in with her boyfriend i'm like is he gonna be cool with that? Like you're in love with this here's, animated here's bird? the
0: thing. That is a test. Yes. If he knows what it is and laughs, he's a keeper. That's if true. If not, this can be a way for them to expand their
1: relationship.
0: <laughs> no, I'm moving. That, that show's crazy. Yeah. I like it. It confuses me a little though, because I watched it. And I'm like, I think this is funny, but there's a lot of boobs. I don't,
1: oh there's yeah. There's a
0: lot going on here. Yeah. It's, I don't quite know what to make of all of this. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's a lot more I don't know what to say, like crudeness or something yeah, to the show. Which,
0: and it, it's funny though, because it's not it's not gross mm-hmm. but it's still crude, but it's this I don't really know how to it's funny because my coworkers and I we all watched it and afterwards our consensus was we really like it, but we don't know how to explain it to our friends. Right. Yeah. You know? And it's like and we're not quite sure like how to describe it, how to explain it, and I was also watching it going, I get what they're doing, but I've never had these kinds of conversations with my (laughs) female friends, so I don't really going on here but i imagine that they've had these conversations with their friends because it seems very true to life so i was a little confused by it yeah yeah but i like the animation style a lot
1: yeah and i love the balance they have between that kind of coarseness or whatever and then it'll be very sentimental or you know it'll have moments of like tenderness yeah and like
0: hard to do yeah and like a lot
1: of friendship stuff and a lot of you know
0: it's really great it's different it's Mm -hmm. different so i mean give it a try it's not BoJack. No. So if you're expecting, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're expecting BoJack, no. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, I like weird, zany cartoon, like super cartoony, mm-hmm. like almost like Fleischer style stuff, and lots of bright colors, and really prescient women's issues, <laughs> then yeah, that's With a little
1: raunchiness. Yeah, there.
0: like, like I watched the first three, so I figure, hey. My rule for stuff, unless it's just like, ugh, I can't stand this, is one to three episodes. If you're still into it, cool. If not, you gave the show a fighting chance. So yeah, so that brings us to... So that brings us to what we've been watching. So we've been watching a lot. Because mm-hmm. we've been away for a while. So had an opportunity to watch... A whole lot of other things. So, Jeff, what have you been watching?
1: Oh, man. Should we start off with the behemoth? <laughs> no,
0: let's leave that for last. Because there's other things. There's other things.
1: Well, we can talk about Detective Pikachu since <laughs> we already mentioned that let's earlier. Let's talk
0: about Detective yeah. Pikachu.
1: So did you like it?
0: Uh, It's fair. So here's the thing. I don't care about Pokemon at all. Mm-hmm. I've never had I don't think it's good, I don't think it's bad. It's a thing that Sam, the little boy that I used to babysit when I was in high school, that was one of his favorite shows. So we would watch, we watched Monster Rancher, Pokemon, Digimon, Mm. Yu-Gi-Oh every afternoon. I'd pick him up from school, I'd make him a snack. We would watch cartoons and then we would go outside and play on the trampoline and on the jungle gym and I'd help him with his math homework. It was great, we had a good time. So he loved it. So I know what Pokemon is, which I think is a big plus for me because mm-hmm. that took a while to even figure out what the plot of this thing was. I knew what a Pikachu was. I got to go for a Sifa, And so what I did was I invited Wayman, who loves Pokemon, and I invited my friend Morgan, who's never seen anything. And I figured, this is great because between the three of us, I'm going to get everyone's opinion. And I went in and watched this movie And I thought the movie was fair throughout the whole thing. And then at the end, I thought that it became an existential crisis (laughs) that very much concerned me. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But I will say the designs are wonderful. Mm -hmm. The designs of all the Pokemon are great. They did a very good job with all of that. Pikachu is adorable. Bulbasaur is adorable. Charizard is great. And those are the only three whose names that I know. (laughs) All the other ones, I've seen them before. They looked like themselves. So good job, movie.
1: (laughs) Did you like Mr. Mime?
0: No, but apparently no one does. And I've heard that's the joke. Yeah. Nobody likes him and they all think he's a creep.
1: He's so weird in the game. But like I ended up kind of liking him in the movie because yeah, he was so weird. became you know? a reservoir
0: like, dog situation yeah. which was upsetting. Oh, and also we should say up top. we spoil movies. Mm. so go and see everything. like mm-hmm. go and see these movies, form your own opinion. It is worth watching if you like Pokemon, I mean according to Wayman, it's it's worth watching if you like Pokemon. Yeah. if you have little brothers and sisters and nieces and nephews, it's a family movie that's not gonna want to make you clout your eyes, which mm-hmm. is good so there's nothing in it i think that's too it's not scary on a violence level it's Mm -mm. scary on a deep thoughts level that the little children you're bringing probably won't question yeah but you as an adult might have a problem with yeah so it's worth taking kids the kids that were in the theater with us they seem to like it fine
1: that's funny. I saw it at a 21 and over theater, so people were drinking. And, oh my gosh. You know, and it was packed. It I was bet the it. first week. <laughs> so, you know, it was a bunch of. How was that? A little older people that grew up on Pokemon. We were all watching Detective Pikachu. Uh-huh. And it was funny because we were all into it. Like the first two acts, everything, we were applauding, cheering, whatever. And then that last act where it just kind of pooped the bed. <laughs> <laughs> the existential crisis like you're saying even the reveal people turned against this movie <gasps> where when the credits were rolling people were actively booing oh no and just going and when when the reveal happens at the very end with the movie star yeah people booed that <laughs> <laughs> so i thought the movie was okay i didn't hate it but yeah the uh, some of the decisions they went with, like Pokemon battles are outlawed. What? So you weren't going to see, you know, Pokemon trainers going up against each other and, you know, battling until one faints and, you know, all that stuff. You weren't going to go see people, except for at the very beginning, go and hunt Pokemon in the tall grass until they faint and then collect them in their Pokeballs. There's none of that. You don't, I don't think you even see a Pokeball after that. There's like one one scene at the the beginning. beginning Yeah. I was like, that's a very interesting choice. I want to see that stuff. But I can see in an anime or a video game, battling Pokemon is like, ain't no thing, you know? But when you're seeing it in real life, it's like, wait, this is kind of like an illegal animal cockfighting situation. (laughs) Like, what's happening here, you know? So I can see why maybe that's why they made that decision, but it kind of. I wanted to see all that stuff.
0: Yeah, and actually, you bring up a really good point because I read a couple articles about that and talked to some people and I've listened to a couple of podcasts where the Pokemon company itself,
1: Mm -hmm. when they
0: decided to make this movie, specifically said that they didn't want to have Pokemon battles in the movie, that they wanted it to be Mm -hmm. its own thing. And I can understand why because if you go down that road, it's like you said, it becomes dog fighting mm-hmm. and that's a thing that no one wants to see <laughs> or associate with pokemon <laughs> and it was funny because my co-worker was talking about gen 5 and how that was the whole plot of gen 5, i love gen 5 that yeah they had this peta s group mm-hmm. wanting to outlaw pokemon battles because they thought that it was inhumane and yeah. how so many fans hated that because it just What's ostensibly a children's game was getting into very deep political territory that was, quite frankly, confusing for Mm -hmm. a lot of children. Mm -hmm. But it is a thing of, if you start thinking of the real world ramifications, these are creatures out in the wild Mm -hmm. that you're capturing and forcing to fight each other until they are hurt or tired. And then you move on to your next level and you as a trainer get all the glory and these animals are just getting perpetually injured (laughs) And there is that thing of oh but the pokemon enjoy fighting. But then that almost sounds like these people don't mind being oppressed. They like to do this kind of work. It almost becomes that kind of thing where you just go that doesn't sound right at all. And so, get
1: into my little ball that I'm imprisoning. Yeah. You in. So
0: then it it starts to I know this was not the intent of the company, obviously. Mm-hmm. The intent of the company is, this is just a fun video game with yeah. fun little pocket monsters, and it's just fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't take this into a real-world context, because then everything breaks down. Yeah. But to this movie's credit, they realized, oh, we can't do this. This will then be a thing, and that's not how we want to bring Pokemon into the general audience of people that potentially don't know anything about this movie. hmm let's not start there so yeah. to me that's really smart but it hurts the fans mm-hmm. because
1: because we kind of want to see that yeah right? and the
0: majority of people i imagine going to see this movie are little kids that love pokemon little kids that love pikachu and big kids that love pokemon and pikachu so for little kids maybe they're not upset or older people, they're going, well, wait a minute.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where is everything that I grew up loving about this? None yeah. of it's in this movie. Instead, I get this... I get Justice Smith, who's okay. He kind of acts like he's in a different movie. Yeah. Which is... Because he's not a bad actor, but it's kind of like... I feel like everyone in this movie acted like they were in a different movie. Mm-hmm. So he was in a family drama. And Pikachu acted like he was in Baby Deadpool. And then... The female main female character, she acted like she was in a cartoon, mm-hmm. and Bill Nye, I don't even know. No, Like I Bill Nye, I feel like Bill Nye at this point is just like, I'm Bill Nye. Yeah. I need to be a villain. I can be a villain in anything, and I will get paid a lot of money. Also, I'm British. Yeah. Right. Brit. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I don't know what you're in. <laughs> I have a question for you. Uh-huh. What is your relationship with Pokemon? Did you? Watch the cartoon, play the video games, collect the cards, all
1: of that. I was never into the card game. I tried to get into the whole trading card game, but never did because I was a little older, so none of my friends were really playing it, but I played all the video games. Well, not all the video games, all the main line games. So starting with blue, I played blue and then red and then yellow, which is my favorite because that's when like Pikachu actually follows you around. It's really cute. And then have just played, I haven't finished them all, but I've always played the game. So I have a love for Pokemon. And I watched the anime for a long time. I don't watch it anymore, but yeah. So in some ways it exceeded expectations, because I really thought this was just going to be a cheap cash grab. But in some ways it was disappointing because they left out a lot of the things that make Pokemon Pokemon. It was almost like I was wondering if they were going for like Pokemon Go, which I play, you know, on my iPhone. But in those, when you're capturing Pokemon, you don't battle them first. You just throw a berry at them, maybe, and then throw the Pokeball, and then you capture them. So I'm wondering if there's probably more people who play Pokemon Go than the actual Pokemon games. So maybe to people that play Pokemon Go, this wasn't that much of a stretch. But yeah, so it was a little disappointing, but I thought it was okay. One thing I did not like was at the end, when the kid and the Pokemon and... You know they're separating. He's gonna get on a train or whatever. He doesn't even acknowledge Pikachu. He doesn't even say bye, Pikachu. You know yeah. whatever. It was just like later. You know, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was like you just went on this adventure and yeah. I don't know. It, it kind of bugged me.
0: Yeah. So let's briefly talk about the plot because then we can talk about the end. Mm-hmm. Cause that ending. So basic plot: Justice Smith is a young man. He's out of school is one best friend he lives in a small town everyone that small town's moving away his friends telling him hey you should move out to or you should get a pokemon companion because and here's something that the movie did which i really liked was they didn't do the whole oh my gosh pokemon are real oh my gosh what is this thing from moment one it's yes pokemon are real everyone knows they're real everybody sees them no big deal which i liked and also, it's common knowledge that everyone, every human, should have a Pokemon companion, which is kind of like a pet. Possibly a co-worker. That part is very unclear.
1: Yeah, almost and like a, what do you call him, like, a, like familiar? a familiar? Yeah, like in his dark material. Yes,
0: <laughs> everyone should have a familiar Pokemon, yeah. which okay, fine. And his friends saying, hey, if you don't have any human friends, you should at least get a familiar, mm-hmm. because you're sad. You're a sad, lonely man, which is not a His friend's right, but it's still kind of (laughs) like, ouch, dude. So anyway, Justice Smith's dad is a detective in Rhyme City. He finds out that his dad died in a terrible accident. And, oh, and we should even back up. Mewtwo's at the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. So at the very beginning of the movie, you see this almost Shining-esque shot of this road and these mountains. This secret government lab. Mewtwo zaps out of the lab. There's a car speeding down the road. He hits the car. The car goes flying over a bridge into like this flaming mass. And you're just like, dang, man, okay. Mewtwo <laughs> is always evil in every movie. So then we skip ahead to Justice Smith, sad boy in sad town. Finds out his dad's dead. If you've ever seen a movie, you put two and two together. Oh, his dad must have been the one in that flaming, fiery ball car crash. How terrible. He goes to the city. His dad's his human superior tells him hey sorry about your dad gives him the keys of the apartment he goes to his apartment basically he's going to the city just to like pay respects to his dad he decides to open a vial of liquid that he doesn't know what it is which no one should ever do ever
1: and then put it next to your face and then smell it he's
0: like don't do this dude and he meets pikachu Mm because pikachu voiced by Ryan Reynolds, is digging through his apartment, and he can understand Pikachu, and Pikachu can understand him because he smelled this gas. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. We can understand each other. And Pikachu's in the apartment because he's like, hey, I don't have any memories, but he has a little detective hat, and Justin Smith's dad, very wisely, wrote his name and address in the hat and said, Mm -hmm. hey, if found, go here. So Pikachu knew where to go. And then you discover that this vile liquid smoke makes Pokemon go insane. And so these other Pokemon start attacking him. They decide to work together to figure out what happened to his dad. It's this whole conspiracy. They meet Bill Nye, who's Elon Musk slash Steve Jobs slash Jeff Bezos slash <laughs> that's who our villains are now are these billionaire industrialists mm-hmm. that own media companies. Yeah. <laughs> And his son. And the whole thing with Rhyme City is that in the city, Pokemon are not captured. They mm-hmm. don't have to battle. They live amongst everyone. And they're mm-hmm. just walking around freely. And they have agency, which they explain on the train ride to the city, which I thought was actually a good thing.
1: Mm-hmm. It kind of had a yeah. kind of a Zootopia vibe yeah. a little bit, but I thought Zootopia did it better.
0: Yeah, like one's so. directing traffic. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of ones putting out a fire. Mm -hmm. They have other ones.
1: There's a Snorlax sleeping in the middle of the street.
0: They have one, like, cooking up street food. Mm -hmm. And then, but it also kind of makes it seem like they're all homeless, and that they don't have a place to go, which yeah. kind of made me sad. It's like, wait, do they have homes? Or are they just sleeping out in the street? Does anybody take care of them? Is there, like, a Pokemon aid society? Like, I had a lot of questions about that that I don't <laughs> think anyone else was asking. But I'm like, this just seems kind of mean. They yeah. Don't have a, they're all kind of, like, feral raccoons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, and do the workers get paid? And what do they get paid see? in? and that's
0: a whole other thing. Yeah. Like, are they getting paid for their labor? Because mm-hmm. they're... Part of the fire department and the police department, and are yeah. they getting any kind of compensation? Yeah. I don't know. So there's stuff that like just don't think about it. Yeah. It'll just make you upset. Anyway, they go on this adventure. They meet this lady that has a Psyduck That's kind mm. of crazy. Bill Nye is the bad guy. Surprise! Not a surprise. It's Bill Nye. He's one. Mm-hmm. Of, he's one of those things where you see him in a movie and you're like, oh, it's you.
1: Mm-hmm. He's the bad guy. He's the
0: bad guy. <laughs> kind of Always. Like, you know, Skeet Ulrich mm-hmm. or just there's just you know a whole line of people where you mm-hmm. see them and you just go you're the villain yeah because that's who you always are
1: usually when i see sean bean i'm like oh he's gonna betray
0: oh, you Oh, he's gonna die
1: and he's gonna i see die.
0: sean bean and i get sad i'm like oh yeah. oh oh i'm sad you're here because mm-hmm. you're gonna die very badly <laughs> yeah and then at the end the plot turns into batman Mm-hmm. Which I'm watching it go like, oh wait, this is Batman. Because they have like a parade of floats. Mm-hmm. And then all this crazy gas gets leaked out. And you discover that Bill Nye got Mewtwo so that he could transfer his brain into Mewtwo. Because Bill Nye is a paraplegic. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to have a fully functioning body. And then somehow... He extrapolated that to, well, everyone should just live inside of a Pokemon. Even though no one else wants this but me, Mm -mm. this is what's best for the city. So he uses that gas to make the Pokemon go crazy, because when they go crazy, then they can be controlled. And then Mewtwo uses a psychic power to take everyone's mind out of their body and make their bodies disappear, and they put them into Pokemon, and then everyone's very confused.
1: Mm -hmm. Because where do their bodies go?
0: Don't know. That's never
1: explained And, okay, if someone said, like, this is my evil plan, or this is my plan, he doesn't think it's evil, but I'd be like, cool, I want the Mewtwo body with the psychic powers and all this stuff. Don't put me in the Psyduck. (laughs) 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 <laughs> you know <laughs> that's gonna explode if he gets stressed that's out but funny. people are like getting put in Psyduck's and like all these lame Pokemon that's something no one like knows. give me the cool flying you know all powerful Pokemon like he gets the cool Mewtwo everyone else gets like whatever yeah. so that wasn't even Yeah. like make that also, didn't make was no sense also it
0: confusing that his body didn't disappear yeah I didn't understand why his body didn't disappear
1: well, was it cause it? he had the little head right. contraption so, I
0: don't know no Yeah. also they have to fight Ditto and they give Ditto a ton of gas, but Ditto just kind of melts. Yeah. Which was strange. Anyway, things happen. Pikachu fights. That part was cool. His fight was. I liked his fight.
1: It was a very superhero esque fight, you yeah. know? Like you said, kind of like Batman, but it kind of reminded me of, uh, like, Man of Steel or whatever, yeah. where they're fighting in or the Shazam. city. Did you see Shazam? Yeah, Shazam was, it was good. very much yeah.
0: like the end of Shazam, mm-hmm. which is like the end of Batman which is like the end of Avengers, Mm -hmm. which is like the end of every superhero movie. ever. So it Mm ends as a superhero movie, and then you discover that Mewtwo's actually a good guy. Mewtwo was the one that... He wasn't trying to cause the car to crash. He was trying to protect the car from other Pokemon, and that inadvertently made it crash. And then Mewtwo absorbed Justice Smith's father, and he took Justice Smith's father's brain and put it into Pikachu, and made Pikachu forget, and Pikachu allegedly was a willing participant. That part's mm-hmm. unclear. And then at the end, everything's fine, and he puts everybody back in their bodies, and Bill Nye gets arrested, and he find out his son was a good guy, and everything's fine. And then big reveal! It's discovered that the reason why Justice Smith could talk to Pikachu, and why he had such a crazy voice, was that it was his father the entire time and you two put Ryan Reynolds into Pikachu and he pulls him out and then Ryan Reynolds is standing there. Look, it's his father and Pikachu's back to being adorable Pikachu and Justice Smith decides to stay with his dad and Pikachu in the city and become a detective. Yay, the end! Yeah. To which point, when I was watching with Wayman, he just started yelling, No, no, no! <laughs> no 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 which was great
1: that's when people were booing in <laughs> right manner. when
0: you discover when he says your father's been with you the whole time you just started yelling i like oh, yeah. oh this is great and then morgan just had her hands up just going what are we doing <laughs> and so then it became spoilers for get out but i'm watching this going so wait a minute are we doing like what we did in get out where pikachu's in his body but ryan reynolds is also in his body and Ryan Reynolds is controlling Pikachu, and Pikachu has no agency over his thoughts or actions or ideas, and is just being controlled by this grown man? That's Because that it part's seems not explained, like. because they say they took his memories, but they don't say that they took his soul. So I'm thinking, so is he just not able to control anything and just... This man's just doing all this stuff to him. Like, that's upsetting.
1: Like, is he just seeing out of his own eyes yeah. but unable to... But that's what... Is that what's happening to everyone who gets yeah. placed in a Pokemon? Yeah. Like, what happens to that Pokemon? They seem to have personalities in their own, you know, will.
0: And that's what made me very upset about yeah. this movie. <laughs> I'm just going, this is dark and weird in a way that I don't think they were trying to do. Oh, like yeah, I that. don't think that's where they were going with mm-hmm. it, but just watching them, that's what I thought. And watch it going, oh, this is... I'm not okay with this. I'm not okay with the lack of agency of any of these poor little creatures.
1: That's almost more disturbing around. than having battles, you <laughs> know?
0: <laughs> you them. no longer have your own free will. Yeah. You're, you're being controlled by humans. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, that part at the end, like, Ryan Reynolds comes out. And Pikachu is discarded at that point. Oh, yeah. He's standing there, but no one even acknowledges that he's around. Like, the kid doesn't, like, say, like, like, oh. Give him a hug. Like, no hugs, goodbye. Thanks for being Mm
0: such an awesome little electric mouse. Yeah.
1: Thanks for being a vessel for my father's consciousness.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I did not like that. (laughs) Yeah, that was very
1: strange. Mm.
0: Actually, what was what was i've talked about this with friends is that a better ending to us would have been he solves the mystery but he still doesn't know where his father is Mm -hmm. because that whole thing is not what happened to his father and he decides to stay in ryan city and he decides to team up with pikachu and they walk off into the sunset with the sun behind them and they jump up with their fists up and it goes, Pokemon! Done! <laughs> and then you go to part two, because that would have been a lot less weird. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, I'm down for that. Yeah, and part two starts with them coming down from the jump. <laughs> yeah,
0: coming down from the jump. Starts
1: and right away. Going yeah. on
0: other little adventures. I like it, yeah. Also, there's the thing of, I kind of get it, but at the same time, don't. So he doesn't recognize that's his dad's voice yeah. the entire time. I... He's been talking to him yeah. for a couple of days, and he's not like, you sound remarkably like my father. It's More like so, a yeah <laughs> <girl>.
1: <laughs> I don't know because he hears it in his head, but does that voice sound like Ryan Reynolds? Is it the same voice that we're hearing? Because is everyone this... else hears like Pika Pika. Yeah, you know. So I don't know, but that's a good question.
0: Because I mean, I get it. He hasn't seen his dad in years. Mm-hmm. Maybe they have a terrible relationship. He never talked to him on the phone. It's mm-hmm. been a decade. I guess you could forget what your father sounds like if you haven't heard him in a decade. Maybe? No. That's, I don't know.
1: That whole father-son it's- dynamic was like, I feel like they could have solved that really easily. Like, even at the end when he's going to go back to living on his own or whatever, away from his father. I'm like, what? And he's like, can I live with you or whatever? I'm like, why didn't? Anyone think of this like before? Like, why was this even this angsty stuff? It, I don't. It was crazy. I,
0: I, the whole family dynamic, I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, he and his dad are estranged for reasons that. It's the same issue I have with Batman v Superman. You know, if mm-hmm. Batman and Superman were just like, hey man, let's just sit at a coffee shop, or why don't you come to Wayne Manor, or mm-hmm. why don't you come to the Fortress of Solitude, or let's just meet on a rooftop and just talk, not mm. yell. Not accused. Let's just talk for Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. We can solve this whole thing. Yeah. No, we have to fight and then find out both of our mom's names are Martha.
1: Before 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 we'll, like, communicate. Communicate with each
0: other. I'm like, oh my god. And
1: it wasn't, that wasn't even a spontaneous fight. That was all orchestrated by Lex. Mm -hmm. Like, he, Lex Luthor knew that they would react like this. I have issues with movies. Like, that's (laughs) so crazy.
0: Yeah. So that's Detective Pikachu. Mm -hmm. It's okay till the end, and then it gets strange. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already have seen it. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that you, as evidenced by all of our friends on your net, you probably had a pretty close to the same reaction.
1: Yeah. Well, although a lot of people that I know liked it. Really? Yeah. It was about half and half. Like, huh. some really liked it, and some were kind of like me, like, meh, and then some were actively hating on it.
0: I don't know anyone that hates it. Mm-hmm. The people I've talked to, they like it okay, or they like it until the end Mm -hmm. like what and the things they liked about it were the design of the characters they liked ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is legitimately funny in the movie you know they like ryan reynolds Mm -hmm. the issues they don't like are the very end also the holographic computer imagery magic science oh yeah in the middle of the movie where you're like i can just do this it's like that's not how detective movies work. Mm-mm. Detective movies have detecting. You yeah, know? this is more like here's the main plot point. So that
1: yeah. was weird. The kid never really actively solved anything. No. It was just the information was either given to him or he would just intuit what was happening. Like there was that scene where I think he was talking to Bill Nye and Bill Nye's talking, and then all of a sudden the kid's like, "You put the gas in the balloons." I was like, "How did he like? Yeah, how come you up know with this? that? Yeah." It was I it's like that. There, yeah.
0: there, there were no clues Mm-mm. that this was a thing that was happening. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of strange. Also, they got in everywhere very easily. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no security. It's kind of like what happened with Venom. It's like wow, there's <laughs> yeah. a sorry lack of security yeah. in, in this facility. There's, I guess, one camera. Yeah, no locks.
1: <laughs> and they're dealing with some pretty intense stuff in yeah, those you know, labs. Straight
0: up kidnapping <laughs> homeless people. <laughs> yeah. and I guess. We don't need any real skewer. We mm-hmm. only need no. one guard that works on Tuesdays. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So we, we watched that. That's mm-hmm. a thing. And then you also, and I saw this too, How to Train Your Dragon 3.
1: Yeah. I thought it was a beautiful movie. I loved the animation. A lot of the action was very good. I thought that scene at the beginning, where there's kind of this rescue mission or whatever, great. Loved all the the lighting, the cinematography. It was amazing. All that... And I thought it was a good conclusion to the story, especially at the end. But my, the biggest dislike I have for this movie is that for me, it felt like a rehash of the second one. Yeah. It was called The Hidden World. And I was like, wait a minute, there was a hidden world in the second one as well. And And also
0: in the first one. Yeah. It's hidden island, so (laughs) they're all hidden.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it didn't really make sense why they moved their home. They were looking for the hidden world, and it just seemed too easy. Like, hey, we need to move so we can find this hidden world. And everyone's on board, and then they just pack their stuff and leave. I was like, it didn't feel like they conveyed either the urgency or it just seemed very easy for them to do that, where I think that would be a lot harder. I
0: did find that strange that they moved the entire city. Mm -hmm. I was expecting them to just have Hiccup and his crew... Search for everything. I was mm-hmm. expecting them to say, okay, mom, you're in charge. You guard everyone because you're my mom mm-hmm. and you're awesome at that. So you protect everybody. You're the queen while I'm out with my friends and we're going to go on this seemingly months-long mission, mm-hmm. maybe even a year, and we'll find this and then we'll report back. And yeah. instead they brought everybody, which I thought was... Yeah. I thought that was a little premature. I'm like, that's not how search... Mm-hmm. Discovery parties work. You don't bring your entire community, you just bring you. Yeah. <laughs> so that was yeah. a little weird. My other issue is with the villain, he's supposed to be this dragon slayer. He never actually slays a dragon, and I'm not advocating death of beloved characters mm-hmm. in a children's film, but he needed to be scarier to me. He needed to be... Because this is their last movie. So he, to me, needed to be the worst villain they've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And he just needed to be really bad. And really terrible. And really scary. And man, he's enslaving dragons. He's murdering dragons. He's out to just destroy all dragons. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find him particularly scary. Or a real real menace i felt like they held back and i'm not quite sure why they held back because in the first movie i mean hiccup flat out loses a foot mm-hmm. so if you're willing to cut off the feet of children yeah you can have a villain that's a real villain yeah you know
1: well that's um, another thing i didn't like about this movie man now it sounds like i'm really negative well, on let's this talk movie, about but...
0: so we talked about good things and bad things mm-hmm. so let's do this let's do this so what are the things you really liked? And I'll say the things I liked. And then okay. we'll talk about things we didn't like as much. Cool. Because cool. every movie has good parts and maybe not so great parts.
1: Yeah. I really like the dynamic between Hiccup and Toothless. I thought it was super cool that over these movies, we got to see the characters grow up and his friends. <laughs> like, they actually grow facial hair now. Yeah. And, you know, like, you can see them growing up. And I thought that was a really awesome choice that... They aren't stuck in this perpetual, you know, one age. And I really liked how this movie, because these characters are growing up, they have to deal with adulting issues, you know? And I loved all the dragon and character designs, all that stuff. Like I said, I thought the cinematography, the directing was so good. And I really liked how the story at the very end resolved. And I think those are my favorite things. What are yours?
0: So mine were, I agree with you on the growing up thing. I liked that there's an age progression between all three of the movies, mm-hmm. and I really liked that Hiccup becomes king. I liked at the very end where they show him and Astrid and their kids. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And I liked how they showed Toothless and... Light Fury Toothless. Oh. She right. never really gets a name.
1: Yeah, that's right. Light
0: Toothless. Light Fury, whatever her name is, yeah. if she has one. Hmm. I like his family. I mm-hmm. liked their little bespeckled children. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of Dalmatians. That uh-huh. was really cool. One of them
1: kinda looked like a killer whale. The way I that, know, that, you know, like it kinda cool. Yeah.
0: DreamWorks' animation is great.
1: Oh, so their good. animation
0: is great and their character designs are great mm-hmm. because all their movies look different. And yeah. I really respect the fact that They don't seem to have a house style. It seems like, hey, whatever you want this movie to be, Mm -hmm. that's what this movie's going to be. And it doesn't have to correlate throughout all the other DreamWorks properties. So all their movies look different, and Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. So I feel like if you're a designer for that studio, you get more free reign. It looks like you just get more free reign to be creative. Mm -hmm. So that's a really cool thing. And I like that with this series that they're able to tell heavier themes than a lot of other animated movies because that's the thing that actually irritates me about animated movies is how a lot of times it feels like they can only be one thing and part of that is because it's an American movie that's what audiences are used to, these movies are really expensive so a lot of times it's it has to be kid that wants to do a thing, nobody believes in them so they go and do the thing, look everybody believes in them dance party, the end, and I hate that so I like that that's not what these movies are so, that was cool. So, that's what I liked. I have other thoughts. Mm-hmm. Let, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I'll
1: you go first, because so, we probably have a lot of the same yeah, issues. So,
0: as I said, not a big fan of the villain. I thought he was funny, but for this last movie, you really need a really good, solid villain that really challenges Hiccup. Mm-hmm. And... I felt like that's what they were going for and that Hiccup genuinely was challenged but not as far as he could have been. So I really wish they had pushed that. And also, I felt that the relationship between the Light Fury and Toothless and Hiccup was a little confusing because it was almost like, is Toothless your friend or is he your pet? Mm -hmm. Because that's kind of unclear in this last movie what he is because... If he's your friend, then yeah, I get it. Your friends grow, your friends have other interests, and it's almost a tale of adolescence where, yeah, you know, when you're a kid, you play make-believe, you hang out, and then your friend gets interested in girls, or they get interested in boys, and maybe they don't want to play pretend in fantasy anymore. Maybe they'd rather date. So I, I get that, that that's where they're going. So if that's the direction they're going, it's cool but the dragons are a little different because they also ride them and they also use them kind of like in the Flintstones. So then it becomes, but if they're your pet, you don't just release your pet mm-hmm. <laughs> into the wild. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, well, wait a minute, is he your friend or is he a dog? Cause if he's your friend, all right, cool. Your friend wants to date and not have you there. That's mm-hmm. fine. But if he's your pet, it's like, you don't just be like, well, I guess it's fine if you just leave for days. Yeah. No, nope, come back so that was a little weird also it's like well it's not like when you become an adult you have to choose between well i can either get married or i can have friends it's like no you can have both you don't have to leave forever <laughs> you can do both and he, that's and that's why the goodbye was a little weird because he's like you know he's saying to toothless goodbye i'll miss you and i'm like wait so toothless can't come and visit ever and you know where the secret place is and you're not going to go. And at the end of the movie, they do. But not for eight or nine years. Yeah. So it just seemed a little strange. I couldn't quite get where they were going with
1: yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Because he has to maintain his tail. His tail's not going to, you know, he, he fixed Toothless's tail yeah. with that contraption. But I feel like that's going to go out in, like... I'm surprised it lasts a year, you know? (laughs) But that's another thing I had a problem with. And I don't know if it's a problem necessarily, but I loved how in the first movie that Toothless's tail is messed up. Mm -hmm. And then Hiccup's foot gets severed. And it kind of... They need each other to have a complete being in a way. You know, it's almost like a metaphor for friendship or a relationship. This one... He fixes Toothless. He fixes his tail so that Toothless can be autonomous and fly on his own. And, I, and they, there's a line in it where he's like, oh, well, Toothless would never let me do this before, but now he does. And maybe that's like a metaphor for moving on and, you know, letting your friends go or the people you love go. But I was kind of like, well, that is that kind of is the end of their symbiosis, which is something I really liked, you know, in the first one and the second one. And I agree with you with the villain. The villain almost seemed like a rehash of the second one.
0: He did. And the
1: second one was a little scarier because he had this like barking sound, you know, where he would rally the dragons with this bark. It was really scary. Yeah. This one was intelligent. I feel like he was more intelligent than the second one. But then there was, and correct me if I'm wrong or I didn't interpret this correctly, but he seemed so intelligent that he could kind of triangulate where the Burke people were going to go or how to track hiccup and toothless and whatever but then in the third act he cannot find them or something and so he has to use was it astrid one of the characters he follows her oh, to get um, to them
0: is it tough Nut or rough Nut? oh that's right because astrid's yeah, his of, girlfriend which yeah. which i like i forget who's who
1: she's so funny
0: i like her a lot yeah. because she's so obnoxious. when she's in the prison it's she's so hilarious that they just go leave <laughs> just leave right we can't even with you. Yeah. yeah I thought that was great. She's it was just so like, funny. I love how she's like, I'm not scared of nothing. Yeah. So I'm just going to talk. I don't care what y'all say. That part was actually
1: I'm crazy. so happy <laughs> they gave her like an expanded role. Yeah, in yeah, episode,
0: she's yeah. She's so funny. She's hysterical. Like she was great. And I also like how Fishlegs is essentially just a surrogate parent. Oh yeah. yeah that was really cute. for his dragon yeah. the entire time.
1: <laughs> but then the villain just follows her and then finds the... Burke people And I was just like, well, that kind of, you know, downplays his intelligence. Because the whole thing you're scared of is that he can track them, mm-hmm. you know. And he's using the light fury, you think, you know, to get them. But, so I didn't care for that. But, yeah.
0: I actually like that part. Because right when they let her go, I'm like, okay, and now they can follow her. So I thought that was smart on his part. I do like the fact that he's smart. I think my issue, too, is... Have you watched the series on Netflix or when he's on Cartoon Network? Mm -hmm. The series is really good, and the villains in the series are really good Mm. and really difficult for Hiccup. And I felt like this, I mean, part of it is because it's a series, so you have more episodes that you can expand on people's characters and their personalities, so they have more time to grow. But the most recent villain in the series was really terrible. And he's great, you know, because Mm -hmm. he's just like... I'm not scared of Hiccup. I'm going to get these dragons. I don't care where you go. I will follow you forever. And you're just like, oh, this guy. Yikes. Oh, wow. So he's just a really good villain. Mm -hmm. So, and that's harder to do in a movie because you only have 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. But it's still doable. So, Mm -hmm. but that's just my thing, I think, for a lot of animated movies. Mm It's just stronger villains and maybe that's just an American thing, too. Maybe that's a thing of we don't want them to be too scary because these are family movies and we don't want to upset kids, which no. I get. Hmm. But things have changed, though. Like, I remember the movies that I saw when I was a kid were crazy, but that's, <laughs> that's the 80s. The 80s had weird movies that half the stuff we watched, they can't make now. Yeah. There's no way. Like there's just things that would fly back then that people now are like, no, we can't oh do that. Gosh. So every
1: time you know. I watch an '80s movie, it's like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I did not catch this when I was a kid, no. and they definitely, yeah, they this would do, be so problematic. They can't do that. yeah, and
0: I mean, some of the things it's good they can't mm-hmm. do anymore because it's like that's kind of racist or it's oh, yeah. terrible. But other things, it's just a different time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. I wish more movies and shows weren't were able because it might not even be a fear thing. It might just be executive notes or who knows. But I yeah. wish that they could just this person's just awful. Mm-hmm. Good example. Weird tone though with Shazam because mm. the villain in that. I mean, the dude straight up murders oh, yeah. his father and brother, mm-hmm. and you're just like, whoa, what is this? Oh movie? yeah, in a like, really just violent way. Eat them. You're yeah. Like, ah.
1: Throw them out the window.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that movie's nuts because it's. I didn't know anything about shazam before Mm -hmm. like i didn't see any of the trailers knew nothing about the character all i knew was that he's a kid and then he's an adult Mm -hmm. that's it yeah and he's this kid in this really funny suit with this lightning bolt oh isn't that cute fighting the seven deadly sins (laughs) that eat people and you're like what is this movie so yeah
1: i didn't remember that from the comic but he's insane but yeah I really liked that movie it was fun it kind of had a little bit of big in it you know a little superman it was just like a fun movie that didn't take itself too seriously
0: i felt like they could have finessed the tone shifts the tonal Mm. shifts because i liked all the different tones but they needed a little more connective tissue because it went from serious family drama to fun and whimsical to oh my gosh this kid is in foster care that's really sad. To look, monsters eating people. Too fun and whimsical. Like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. We need to, we need something to tie all this together just a little bit more because this is, this is very jarring. Yeah. Jarring yeah. to watch.
1: <laughs> we'll see what they do with the sequel for that. I don't part. know, but I it know. was
0: different. I mm-hmm. commend them for being different. Yeah. It was not. Especially for
1: DC. Oh, you yeah. Know, it wasn't like this dark brooding thing. It was just like there fun. Was the
0: fun and parts. Yeah. There were There Zach Levi is funny. Mm-hmm. He's a funny guy. Yeah. And I felt like, I felt like everybody knew what they were doing and they Mm -hmm. knew what kind of movie they were in, Mm -hmm. which was nice. And I honestly I really did like the foster care children relationship. Yeah. Because sometimes in these movies they make it seem like, oh, your adoptive parents or your foster parents are monsters. And I I know people that are foster kids and adoptive kids and their families were wonderful. So it's (laughs) nice to see that. Hey. Blended families, different families can be
1: great. Yeah. And the parents are just good people, you know, big hearted. they were
0: real. They weren't movie good. Mm -hmm. They seemed like these felt like real people and these felt like real kids Mm -hmm. in a real situation. Yeah. And I like that a lot. I liked how the, and the kid that played the little boy with braces. Man, he oh, was, yeah. he's a good actor. I'm looking at him going, "I want to see you in more things." Is mm-hmm. that ki- I looked at him like, "I know this kid. I've met this kid. <laughs> this is this is the most real portrayal of a child that I've seen in a long time."
1: Oh yeah, he's going to get so much work. <laughs> yeah, that
0: kid was great. So, yeah, yeah. he was he was good. Yeah. All the kids in that movie were good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they were. Um, And it was fun to see them, you know, get powers and stuff. Oh, yeah. The little
0: sister. Which you're just like, oh yeah. do these things! And she's like, what does this mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a movie y'all should see. Yeah. So, yeah. So that brings us to, as you said earlier, The Behemoth. Yes. The the big, giant movie that everyone has seen or knows exists. Mm -hmm. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. The end of an era not of marvel movies no now they're into phase four mm-hmm. cosmic marvel time
1: yeah but phase four or now they're calling it like era two or something Era Two. yeah Okay. because I, like I think that. kevin feige said no more phases no more phases yeah
0: okay now it's so. era two mm-hmm. era one and era two so that's yeah. how they're gonna market the box sets
1: <laughs> Probably. you know
0: there's gonna be just this giant i want there to be a marvel box set mm-hmm. with holographic cards, like what we used to get as kids, and oh, yeah. comics, and behind-the-scenes features, and 3D glasses. I mean, I'm sure that would cost, I don't even know how much money that would be, oh, like, yeah. $1,000, like something. With like an
1: infinity gauntlet, like, oh, that yeah. you can actually put your hand in, and the stones. stones light up. Light yeah, them up you can while put you it. watch yeah. the
0: movie. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> if they are, they might already have that, they who They do a yeah.
0: snatch where you can decide oh, what you yeah. want to do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so in game, this movie's three hours long. It's a long movie. It's a lot of movie. Yeah. At this point, if you're not on board, you're not on board. Mm -hmm. Because there's twenty one movies. Yeah. So
1: And it pays off a lot of things that happen in those movies too.
0: Yeah. If you have seen every movie, Mm -hmm. there are chunks of many of the movies in this movie. Because the whole time I'm watching it going, Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Oh, yeah, that happened. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, yeah, that guy. He's yeah. still around. They bring everybody back.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like that part of it, but mm-hmm. it kind of worked more as fan service and fan mm-hmm. appreciation, and which I love. I think that's really cool that they do a lot of that fan service where we want to see spoilers but we want to see captain america have that last dance because that was from the very first captain america movie and you know we want to see all these things that have been set up in other movies pay off and in many cases it does but for me this wasn't as coherent and as entertaining a movie as infinity war i agree Mm -hmm. i did enjoy it but i saw it twice And the second time, there were some lulls. There were some, especially the time travel stuff, I was kind of like, oh man, this is kind of going on a while. And I just wasn't enjoying it as much. Whereas Infinity War, I think I saw it like three or four times in the theater and enjoyed it every time. And even watched it on Netflix and all that stuff. This one, I think it was a great way, and a great way to end the Marvel, this first era or phase one through whatever three. It was whatever just they're think calling. I it's amazing it.
0: that we're calling all these movies. Yes, we're at the point now. Where it's like so the end of phase three, yes. Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> era one. It's like oh my gosh, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and it's almost a miracle that they yeah. pulled this off. So you know, so I will yeah.
0: Say that. No,
1: no. That's pretty much what I wanted to say. Was that I appreciate what they did. I love what they did, as far as you know tying up a lot of loose ends, and paying off a lot of stuff, and I really like the movie. I'm not sure what they could have done to make me like it more, except maybe a better story? But yeah, what do you think?
0: I thought the movie was fair. Mm -hmm. My biggest thing with this movie, which is my thing with all these movies, is three hours is too much movie. Mm. That is too much for me. I tap out at two. And so I saw this movie in IMAX it was fun watching it in IMAX IMAX chairs are very comfortable and I saw it on a Saturday night and halfway through the movie I was curled up in that seat like a cat and I almost fell asleep because three hours is too much for a movie how do you make this movie shorter I don't know Mm -hmm. because every part of that movie needed to be in that movie But I still feel like somewhere in there, there's 20 to 30 minutes you can cut out so that it's two and a half. It at least needs an intermission of 15 minutes of Alan Silvestri's greatest hits from Avengers. Some musical interlude because almost every movie now has assigned seating. So you can do what you do in Broadway shows where everybody gets up. They use the bathroom, they get a snack, and then they have that little xylophone going, ding, 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 the movie's about to begin again. That really needed it, because halfway through I'm going, I need a break, this is too much of this movie. So it's, it's a lot. So I've only seen it once and that's why. They're gonna play it again at work and I'm not gonna watch it because that's just too much. Mm-hmm. I did like Infinity War more. Infinity War because it's not three hours, it's a more fast pace. I've seen that movie three times. That movie's more fun. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Endgame's doing a different thing. Like, Mm -hmm. to me, Endgame isn't necessarily trying to be fun, which isn't to say that it's not, but that's not the goal. The goal of this is we have to tie up 21 other movies and everyone's expectations and we have to end it well and we have to set the scene for all of our Disney Plus shows. How are we going to do that? so it is amazing that they got that done yeah that it's a movie that's watchable for one because that's a hard thing to do to tie up all the movies but it does drag it does drag in some spots yeah. it is slower in some spots and it wasn't quite what i i didn't know what to expect but the first part of it is is very sad Which it should be, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't quite expecting that, so that threw me off a little bit, because I'm watching going, oh, yeah, what would happen if five years later, oh, everything's bad, and everyone's having a hard time, and everyone thinks everyone's dead. Ah, this is depressing, which it needed to be, but at Mm. the same time, I'm like, I came for the punching? When did I start (laughs) punching? This is depressing. Yeah, it's very bleak and depressing at the beginning. But that's not... You know, and I don't want to make it sound like, oh, every movie needs to be exciting and happy and bright, Mm -hmm. la, 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 but it's, I was, you know, so you have to go, it is what it is. So it's a little sad. So I'm like, okay, I got to just prime myself for this being sad. But it was Mm -hmm. done in a realistic way. Like, I really liked when Ant-Man, Scott Lang, when he goes, you know, he gets out of his containment, he's in San Francisco, and they have that memorial of everyone. I'm like, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's... That's realistic. Yeah. You know, that's what they did for 9-11, the Oklahoma mm-hmm. City bombing, and this is what happens. And he looks at his name, and he sees that, oh, they think that I'm dead. Mm-hmm. And I loved when he saw his daughter, and he realized, oh, yeah, his daughter's older now. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot in this movie that makes a lot of sense, that's really sad and really touching. The time travel part, it disappointed me a little bit because... While it was really cool, I'm not a fan of clip shows and Let's Remember When This Thing Happened, Mm -hmm. and there's a whole hour of that, and so at first I went, oh no, it's just going to be this, but it was interesting. They did did different things, but it was also confusing, and Mm. I have since read multiple articles to try to understand the time travel science, because they explain it in the movie, but it didn't make sense to me. It's so, like the
1: multiple timelines. The and multiple timelines,
0: yeah. and I know that, you know, the ancient one explains it with that cool little mm-hmm. glowy string, but at the end of the movie, I just went, I don't understand. I don't understand. And so I read a bunch of articles, and they were talking about various paradoxes and whatnot that... Mm-hmm i feel like i need to read more but i'm still confused that nebula can shoot herself and be alive Mm -hmm. and that captain america can return all the infinity stones live a life with peggy carter but i guess all the stuff that happened in new york and sokovia and with bucky and shield now hydra still happened but now he's an old like even saying this to you makes my head hurt. I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah. understand this at all.
1: Because you think that would create a new timeline. He's changed things. I don't know. You know? I
0: don't know. Yeah. And it's like, so are we in multiple universes? I don't know. So I'm still confused. Mm-hmm. This movie's still confused me. I, I need to probably see it more times and read a lot of scientific journals on how time travel and string theory and the multiverse actually work. Because <laughs> I'm just very confused by this movie. I'm like, ah. Well, especially like,
1: now we're going to be dealing with Alternate timelines or the Marvel multiverse and stuff because you know, the new um, Spider-Man movie I guess Mysterio is from a different yeah. timeline or something. It's very Yeah, now they're going into some bonkers stuff.
0: Yeah, which is what the comics do mm-hmm. Which is what the comics also try to fix because yeah. that whole new 52 I mean, oh, We're talking yeah. about DC. now, yeah. but like new 52 and crisis on infinite Earth's and infinite crisis was there way to reconcile mm-hmm. with the fact that we had multiple earths, multiple supermen, multiple things, and it was confusing readers and people were going, I would love to read comics. Where should I start? Well, you could start with the Golden Age, or you could start with the Silver Age, or you could start with this and people were just going, No Mm-mm.
1: Because that Flash isn't this Flash, that Green Lantern, someone else. You know, it's all different. Yeah. Yeah, they try to... I feel like DC every so often just tries to clean up their universe. Which is smart. You know, yeah. Which is smart. Mm -hmm. And
0: now, you know, I get it. But at the same time, it's... It's rough. (laughs) Yeah. But I think my favorite thing that I read, and I'm going to pull this up, because this amused me to know in when I was reading all of these different articles on all these different things which we're trying to explain how all this stuff works (laughs) okay this is the best article that i read new avengers fan theory suggests key to beating thanos could be nothing because he's not real and none of this exists (laughs) and that's from the onion and i saw that and went okay i feel a lot better now (laughs) That's hilarious. And I love this. It's like, they left plenty of Easter egg hints hinting at it in the first three Avengers movies, so it's pretty obvious the way to counter Thanos' power, now that he has all the Infinity Stones, might be to simply realize he's CGI, and that is just a movie. <laughs>
1: That sums it up pretty well, I think.
0: Imagine what it would mean if, instead of T'Challa and Peter Parker disintegrating at the end of Infinity War, they turned out to be fictional characters portrayed by professional actors Chadwick <laughs> Boseman and Tom Holland, who ultimately survived because the Infinity Stones aren't real, could be quite a game changer. <laughs> so, I love if you get too deep into it as I have, trying to understand it. Just know it's just a movie and it's not real.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do. I it does excite me that they're going into these crazy areas you know but yeah that's so funny about thanos but you know getting back into the lore <laughs> yeah after that let's talk about it some more i think it's what we were talking about with about villains the thanos was such a great villain he good in infinity war
0: he is i think him and killmonger yeah, are so the good. best villains in the mcu Absolutely. I really do think mm-hmm. that they're the best ones. And, and I think Michael it's because Keaton you can. Spider-Man, Homecoming. He was great. Too. He's great.
1: <laughs> and, and all three of them share that yeah. you can understand their but, side yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, Michael Keaton, you feel for him. He's like, needs to provide for his family, all this stuff. And, yeah. you know, same with Kilmar. You get hit where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, same with Thanos. I feel like. It was cool when Thanos comes back, like his alternate self or oh, his yeah. past self, like he learns what's going on and you're like, oh crap. I did like, like that a lot. This is going to be crazy. he goes,
0: hey, I win. <laughs> Wait a minute. They're trying to mess this up. Like, yeah, I like that.
1: That was really cool. That
0: was cool. But
1: he wasn't the Thanos, you know, that we just the the Thanos from Infinity War that was getting all the stunts. That was just more fun to watch, you know. But I
0: did like him though. And I also, here's something the movie did that I really liked too, was that they kill him in the beginning. Yeah. The first 15 minutes. That was great. The first 15 minutes, Thor cuts his
1: head off. Mm -hmm. And and it's just like, I don't want to hear you talking anymore. I'm just going to do this. you know.
0: But they've still lost. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in the theater going, wait a minute because i thought that was the end i thought that was going to be the end like Mm -hmm. my thought was they're gonna be sad for their friends they're gonna do something they're gonna fight him at the end and then everybody comes back except probably tony stark and captain america not because i'm psychic but because i knew both of them were done and wanted their contracts to be (laughs) up. so i'm like they're gonna come back spider-man's coming back because they've already greenlit his movie. And there's no way they're killing Black Panther because this movie made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, so the four of them, I kind of get what's going to happen with them just because I read the news. Yeah. But everything else, I don't know what's going to happen. So for them to kill him in the first 15 minutes, I went, well, I have no idea what this movie's about now. Yeah. And we're sitting there going, oh, uh, okay, so what are we doing for another two hours and
1: 45 minutes? Yeah, yeah. I mean that was a pretty bold start to that no, movie. It was good. You know? That was smart. There were so many good parts to it. Like mm-hmm. I di- I really liked the movie. The I mean, some of the highest highs when Cap gets the hammer. Oh, that was great. I was like That was great. What? That was, like I think I like actually said what like he's in holding that...
0: <laughs> But everything I are I cheered. Because he's holding a shield in it. Oh, yeah. And it's just like he looks I mean, so badass, he's just like, hmm We're U.S. citizens, too. So part of this is just like, America! Yeah! Like, we can defeat everyone in the universe! Go, Captain America! Lame no more! Because that was the thing. I remember when they announced Captain America as a movie, people were like, that's going to be lame, that's mm-hmm, going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. He's like one of my favorite characters yeah, he's now. great. He's,
1: he's a so great good. guy, and yeah. he's
0: like wielding this hammer because he's movie trope he's pure of heart Uh and he's doing it for the right reason to save humanity Mm -hmm. and creatures and everything and it's like
1: and ah, they kind of hinted at that in was it age of ultron remember when at the party they were all trying to do it yeah Yeah. and it kind of shifts a little
0: well i love it because they've got thor and he's got what is it storm wielder what's the name of his axe oh
1: yeah storm something
0: storm something cool mm-hmm. but he's got like an axe and a hammer and stormbreaker maybe that sounds right yeah we're gonna maybe. go with that okay. please don't correct us we'll <laughs> figure it out later but yes that was cool and i love oh man i love the hulk i love that he just decided. i would have liked to have seen that though Mm because they were hinting at that in the first movie and i would have liked to have seen a scene where they combine the transition
1: but then it would have been
0: an hour three hours and 30 minutes so i Mm -hmm. get it but i do love when he's taking pictures with kids with the kids like don't you want a picture with ant-man and he's like he goes they don't want a picture with me look he's shaking his head he doesn't want a picture with me don't do it just take the phone he doesn't want this (laughs)
1: That, that part was so great. funny. That's was great. So great. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of great moments. And overall it was I really dug it. But yeah, I don't I just don't know what they could have done to no, satisfy everyone. And they didn't they have to. You I don't know. think
0: they could. I think I think they did a good job. I've seen better movies. That's fine. There's other Marvel movies that I like more than this Marvel movie. But I liked the ending of everybody's Mm. story. Mm -hmm. Everybody ended well. Especially characters that I thought were just kind of okay. I thought they ended well. Like Hawkeye. Hawkeye's whole arc got really good in this Mm -hmm. movie. Because it starts off... It's like a horror movie. He's just out with his family and he has no idea where they are. Oh, he doesn't know so they've good. turned into dust. He's running around thinking something's happened and he's got that ankle brace so he can't leave and then he just becomes this weird samurai warrior with a crazy haircut and tattoos. Oh yeah. because Ronin
1: He's, he's yeah.
0: sad. He's very sad. You're like, oh, this is what a man looks like when he loses his Mm -hmm. family. Oh, this is bleak. Yeah. So I liked liked Natasha's arc. I was sad when she died. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. man, killing off Black Widow. But she, she, you know, she took over the team. Mm -hmm. She had a lot of humanity because there's a scene where she's just crying because she's trying to keep everybody together, Mm -hmm. help everybody. Rocket gets a great arc. Mm -hmm. Rocket's helping out. I loved Fat Thor. Oh, he
1: was so funny. Yeah, I read
0: an article because people were, which I get, they were concerned that, you know, oh, you shouldn't fat shame people, which you shouldn't, but Mm -hmm. there was a really good article in Slash Film where they talked about, this is why we don't think this is fat shaming. It was from a guy Mm -hmm. who's overweight talking about it. Mm -hmm. And so I thought they had some pretty good points. But I liked that what they were showing was, yeah, it's funny, but it's also sad because it's happened to him because this man is clearly disturbed. and he's lost his will to live and he has ptsd and he feels like he failed and he wanted to help and he couldn't and all he's ever wanted was to be king and he feels like a failure and i like that they showed that and i liked his relationship with his mom and how his neighbor goes you're time traveler he goes no she goes i was raised by witches." He goes yes i'm from the future (laughs) i'm really sorry mom and like i just felt like Natalie Portman's back. They paid her to sleep.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, she was barely in it. Yeah, but but, but
0: everybody came back, and I love the end. Mm-hmm. I loved the, the funeral,
1: end. or the... Well, the
0: well. Okay, so let me let me back up. Okay. All those portals, and they just kept showing more people. And then oh more, my god! When, when mm-hmm. you know went to Chala and like, you know, they walk out and all of Wakanda's is behind almost like, yes.
1: yeah, that was awesome. And they awesome. just showed
0: everyone. Mm-hmm. They didn't want everyone. Who's ever been in a Marvel movie mm-hmm. coming out of a portal, and he says, "Is that everyone? Well, how many more people do you want?" And we're like, "Ravagers, where are the Ravagers?" I think those <laughs> were the people they didn't have, but they had everybody else. that's like, and then you know they had Pepper, she's in her suit. Oh yeah, and, and got, she was like, cool. Wasp, and they got everybody, and everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And then they just—it reminded me so much. Of, I have the Marvel Encyclopedia. Oh yeah, and yeah. there's an open splash page of every x-men all the x-men mm-hmm. is two page spread
1: oh yeah and was it the jim lee one where it's like the jim lee art i
0: have to show it to you because hold on don't it. this this oh page, nice so it's this page which you guys can't see but <laughs> it's this page where it just has all the x-men just every single one of them just lined up and they're just staring at you yeah that's waiting awesome to fight double page wide Giant red. spread yeah. of this like giant it's the ultimate x-men encyclopedia by peter sanderson it's a great book but watching that fight mm-hmm. was that two-page spread oh yeah and i've had yeah. this book now for like almost 20 years and i'm looking at this little, and they're just running at each other and thanos's team is running at them and they're running i was just like ha. Ah. It's like just like everything you could ever want yeah Every, at that moment i'm like this is the greatest thing ever this is the greatest thing ever all of marvel fighting the bad guys this is great and It was just and they're playing the theme song and i'm like mm, mm-hmm. good job movie
1: yeah and the movie making it. on that scene was just so amazing because it just like plays with your emotions and gets your adrenaline yeah. going and like you said i mean there are so many splash pages like straight out of the oh, comics yeah. In that like when you know, Cap is like throwing the hammer at his shield to cause like a shockwave. <laughs> he does all these crazy yeah. things, like, oh yeah, and the portals were just like—it's great. It, it just seems like all is lost, and then like, yeah, portal. And they oh so good. Earned
0: that moment. Yeah, that's a testament to the writing and directing and cinematography of these movies. Mm-hmm. Is that they earned that. Mm -hmm. So when you see that, you're just going, yeah, Yeah. because it's everything you could have ever wanted. Mm -hmm. And it's everything you wanted from when you were a child or a teenager Mm -hmm. or an adult reading these comics, watching these movies. These are people that you genuinely have affection for and you care about and they're fighting for the universe and it's great. And you can track where everyone is is. There was never a moment where I went, I don't know what's going on or I don't know what's happening or who is this. You know who everybody is. Mm -hmm. You can track where everybody is. The shots make sense. Mm -hmm. That's hard. Because they had
1: like 90 people on screen. Oh yeah. (laughs) And you know, even you you were talking about, oh I like this person's arc and that person's arc. Mm -hmm. That is such a hard thing to do too. To give a lot of characters moments. Because we've seen other even superhero movies where if they are, there's more than three characters or a couple villains, someone gets lost, the movie is not great. But this, and especially in an Infinity War, they juggled so many characters and they paid off so many relationships and, you know, they, everyone got their moments and Yeah, that was great. And
0: there's some people that it would have been cool if they got more moments, mm-hmm. but it's three hours. You yeah. can only do so much. I thought it was interesting with Captain Marvel because I really expected her to do more. Oh, maybe? yeah. But I get why she didn't, because then it's just like, well, I think she's the most powerful being in the universe.
1: She, yeah. But, yeah. And she's almost, she's so OP, you know, like overpowered that, yeah, she would solve all the problems, yeah. you know?
0: I thought they did it well by saying, you know, she's like, I gotta protect everybody. Mm-hmm. You guys have the Avengers. I have to take care of the whole rest of the universe by <laughs> myself. It's yeah. like, okay, okay. I felt like they explained that well. Also, I felt like it worked for the story that she's not the person that pulls off the glove. Mm -hmm. I get what they were trying to do with the whole, like, now all the women are going to team up. Like, I get what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. I respect that for what they were trying to do. Be like, look, we care about women. We have a lot of women heroes. But I also felt that that was a little... I don't think pandering is the right word because I feel like they were more genuine and sincere Mm -hmm. than pandering. But... My hope is that going forward, rather than being, look, we have all this stuff and women, that it's like, we have everyone, mm-hmm. women included, and that they just put women on the same footing as men in the fights and the battles. And I feel like with the later movies, they do a lot better job. Absolutely. So like, Ant-Man and the Wasp, they do a great job with that. Black mm-hmm. Panther... They do a good job with that. They had Captain Marvel. I mean, she's on the poster. So I feel like they've gotten better. So my hope is that they continue that track. Yeah. Also, is cool. So, and I like that Nebula was a huge part of this movie.
1: I was actually surprised at how big a part yeah, Nebula had. Yeah, that was had. great. Yeah, because I love her character. Mm-hmm. And I love her even more now. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting choice. Yeah. The When the women came out during that battle... That was another splash page where it was just like, in the moment, you're like,
0: yeah. It was cool. (laughs) Yeah. But I also see what they're trying to do. And I think they're trying to do a good thing. I'm just Mm -hmm. like, okay, keep going. Yeah. That's my advice. Keep going. Just keep going. Mm -hmm. Keep going with that. And people of color. I want to see a black female superhero as a person. And I want to see a Native American guy. And -hmm. I want to see an Indian person. And I want to see see everybody. Yeah. Everybody all the time. I really liked how the fight ended Mm -hmm. with... Tony Stark saying, I'm Iron Man, mm-hmm. because that just bookended this whole thing. Yeah. It starts with him, ends with him. And he's gone through so much, mm-hmm. and I thought that was great.
1: I heard that was a reshoot, too. Really? Yeah, that wasn't the original line. He said something else. Oh, and That'd then nice. they Thanks. were, like, in the editing room or something and just, like, we need something more punchy. Just something that is just so profound or whatever. And then someone came out with, well, what about I Am Iron Man? And they were like, oh, my, call Robert Downey Jr. now. And he didn't want to do it. Why not? I don't He, he, I think he had problems with the line or something. Or maybe he just didn't. He thought it was fine the way it was. But they were like, please. I wonder please. what he originally said. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they said, but anyway, yeah, they had him reshoot it, and it was such a huge moment that I'm glad they did.
0: I think it just encapsulates who he is. Because mm-hmm. to me, this is a man that, it's almost like Robert Downey Jr. as a person, mm-hmm. knowing all the stuff that he's been through, because he had a famous actor father, he was in a lot of movies, really young. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of problems with drugs. He went to jail. Yeah. He came out of that. And he came out, you know, he's rich. He's successful. He got married. He had kids. He turned his life around. He is Tony Stark. <laughs> the story of Robert Downey <laughs> yeah. Jr. is Tony Stark. And it just is amazing. It's, and watching the movies, it's like, I think it gives you hope. Because mm-hmm. you look at a guy like him who started up. what did he care about? Money and women. What mm. did he actually care about? He just wanted to feel okay. Mm -hmm. That's all he ever wanted was to feel okay. Mm -hmm. And all the money and power and ego and women and prestige were just him trying to self-medicate because he didn't feel like he was good enough for his dad. Mm -hmm. And then in this movie, he realizes my dad's just a dude. It's fine. He's <laughs> proud of me. I don't have to do all these crazy things. And he finally gets it and then heroically dies. And you're yeah. like, ah, it's
1: great. And I love this- the way they shot that scene, too, where they didn't make it this, oh, this big, I'm going to have some heroic look on my face or, like, crazy last words or whatever when he's dying and no, when Paltrow's he's there. He to die. He, yeah. It looks like... Yeah, he's just, like, in shock, and it's just, it's almost, quote-unquote, realistic, the way they portrayed that, where Mm. it's just like, no, he's dying, he's not trying to say anything, he's not trying to do, and I love Gwyneth's work in that, and when spider-man comes out, it's such a great scene mm-hmm. so, so well crafted
0: yeah you know? i love when peter parker comes back and he just and he just hugs mm-hmm. him you could tell he just felt so guilty he, like, yeah. he felt like he murdered this kid and mm-hmm. he was just so happy that he's back and you're like ah oh, it's like your son that you yeah. never had and i really like his relationship with his daughter his oh His daughter is yeah. adorable. She comes out, she's like, bah, bah, bah. she's like, sorry. She's like, no, no, don't do that. Don't, no, <laughs> no, because your mom's going to be very upset with me. Do not do that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just... And the whole,
1: was it I Love You 3,000? Yeah. yeah. Was it 3,000? Yeah. The yeah, that was so yeah, cute. Yeah, was... And I heard that came from his real life, that his daughter oh, I, says I, that. Oh, that's yeah. cute.
0: I just like so that. So they
1: incorporated when, that. You,
0: when you see the little tent, I'm like, oh, he has a kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: oh he's not gonna want to go on your crazy time heist he's yeah. happy leave him alone his life's finally okay yeah
1: yeah
0: he's like the only person whose life is okay and that everyone else is a wreck and he's like i'm fine mm-hmm. i'm fine we all need to move on
1: yeah yeah and you can understand why you know because yeah. now he has a child and a family and like this beautiful house and mm-hmm. yeah it's like
0: that song by uh, talking heads is oh, this yeah. not a beautiful house is this is <laughs> not <a> beautiful life <laughs> yeah yeah i will say i didn't cry at that part though the only part i cried at was when happy is telling his daughter Mm. how much her dad like was it cheeseburgers cheeseburgers
1: i think And he's like
0: i'll buy you all the cheeseburgers you want i'm like oh oh man i need a moment oh that this hurts yeah that was sad there's something about that i just thought was so so sad
1: that shot where they're going through all those movie stars yeah. was incredible. I was mm-hmm. like, there's no way they're all there at the same time. It must have been composited somehow no, or whatever. they all there. And they were all, yeah, I read yeah. they're all there. I was like, the scheduling, you know, how did they do this? You I know? read
0: that it was for a Vanity Fair shoot and that they tricked people. So mm-hmm. they filmed a wedding and they filmed a funeral yeah. to throw people yeah. off. <laughs>
1: I heard they had to give different scripts or something to Tom Holland Spider-Man because he is so notorious for spoiling things accidentally or talking about it that they were like, we cannot give him the real (laughs) script until he's He's on set.
0: so enthusiastic. I love that. That just tracks so much. No, but they had everybody. And it was funny because I read who that kid was because there's that scene where they show that one kid. Mm -hmm. is the kid from Iron Man 3. It's like, oh, it's that person, that person that's... Hey, it's somebody's child, huh? And then just... Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, oh, that's I cool. thought it
1: might have been that kid, but I wasn't 100%. Yeah. I had to look it yeah, up. Yeah, I thought yeah. that
0: was sweet. It's like, yeah, of course he would come, because Tim would have them out. Yeah. But they yeah. have everybody. Captain Marvel in that cool pantsuit. Okay. You know, and they just have, they just have everybody there at his funeral. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so
1: nice. Yeah, guys. that was amazing.
0: That's so nice. So now they just have to rebuild all of society, because... Everyone was gone for five years, and now mm-hmm. everybody's suddenly back, and it's an infrastructural nightmare. so oh, they they yeah. gotta figure that out.
1: We'll see how much they address that in the new Spider-Man. I'd like them to. You know,
0: I mean, maybe not in the because in the new Spider-Man he goes to Europe, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see. But it's, they've gotta have
1: a lot of the same problems. I would
0: love to have Doctor Strange be like, okay, now I gotta, I gotta fix all of this. <laughs> we gotta fix like, cause you know nobody's been around. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I was listening to... What was I listening to? I was listening to a show where they were talking about everybody's house is foreclosed, they've already paid out everybody's insurance, they have to pay that back? And it's like, (laughs) oh, no, don't think of those things. That's that's too real world. That's too real world, don't think about that.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, yeah.
0: So, yeah, it's a movie.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a movie. Definitely worth seeing, I mean... Mm -hmm probably one of the biggest event movies completist. you know it's going to be one of the biggest yeah. of our lifetime probably you know I
0: read a really funny slate article where two writers who hadn't seen any of the movies mm-hmm. talked about what they thought of this movie yeah. it was hilarious because oh, really? it was like what is this movie like if you haven't watched any of these oh, and man. they were just like some of the stuff we understood and then the one lady goes yeah, when the talking raccoon showed up, though, I started laughing because I had no idea what this was. <laughs> She's like, oh, there's a raccoon in this movie that talks. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they're kind of like, who are
0: these people? What's happening? Oh, but they could tell, like, oh, this is clearly the moment that everyone cares about. This is a character everyone cares about. Who's this guy? man? I don't know. So, like, oh, that sounds great.
1: So did they end up liking it? They thought like, it was all right. Okay. There's
0: other things they'd rather be doing, but they thought it was all right. But I just thought it was funny because I I don't have any friends who've never seen any of them. Mm -hmm. And I would love to meet someone who is willing to just watch this movie, having not seen any of these movies, and just be like, what is this like to you?
1: Yeah. Does this make
0: any sense? (laughs) Do you care about this at all?
1: Yeah, I think I was listening to a
0: podcast,
1: or I don't remember, but someone was talking about that. that, oh, you can't enjoy these films if you haven't seen the other ones.
0: That's not true.
1: And they kind said, yeah, it's not true. So one of their friends saw Infinity War uh-huh. and was so intrigued by what was happening, even though they, they didn't know all the relationships and all that stuff, but they were so intrigued that they went back and started watching all the Marvel oh, movies. That's cool. So I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Know?
0: I have friends that they've seen Ant-Man where they've seen Black Panther, where they've seen one of the Captain America movies, and they thought that was fine. Like, I have friends that have seen, like, three or four, and they saw Infinity War, and they thought it was okay. I found that, yeah, forgive the noise in the back, it sounds like the Daytona 500 is happening outside of my apartment somehow. I think they're filming
1: the next Fast and
0: Furious. Maybe they are. Maybe they are. You know, it's all about family, Jeff. It is
1: about about family. family.
0: Or they're doing Hobbs and Shaw part two, because they already know. Where they turn
1: into superheroes, apparently. Yeah.
0: Did you see the trailer for that movie? I did. That's it looks
1: so over funny. the top that That's I want to see it. Yeah, yeah,
0: they fight Idris Elba, who looks like a metahume. Basically, it's like a Marvel thing itself. Yeah. himself.
1: He, he like has the Captain America serum or something because yeah. he has powers or, or something. Or just because
0: I'm Idris Elba. I can do anything. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can, sir. But I think with these movies, it's like with any superhero movies. You're kind of on board or you're not. Mm-hmm. You're kind of into comics or you're not. Although... I have a lot of friends that don't read comics that really like Marvel movies Mm -hmm. and DC movies. I think that if you like action movies and action movies that essentially are magic, these Mm -hmm. are essentially magical action movies. If you like magical action movies and cool fight sequences, you're probably going to like the Marvel movies. If you like quippy dialogue... You might, if you don't like quippy dialogue, but you like stuff to be really dark and broody, may I suggest the Christopher Nolan Batman films. Mm. So Very broody. Yeah, very broody. Especially number two. That's that's a tough movie to watch. You know, if you like comics, fighting stuff, and you want to see all your costumed heroes on screen, like in the splash pages of books that you read, this is great.
1: This is the one. (laughs) When I was sitting there watching Endgame, some of the scenes I couldn't believe what I was watching because... If I knew as a kid that these comics that I'm reading that have crossovers and characters going into the books and having thousand-person fights and whatever, that I would be seeing that in the future on a screen playing out the way it did, I would have just cried probably. Mm -hmm. That they made it happen is just incredible to me.
0: Well, I think that's why they could do it, because the people, not everyone... But a lot of the people responsible for these movies are our age Mm -hmm. which is why we're seeing these kinds of movies and it's why we're seeing these kinds of tv shows because for the most part it's people in their 30s 40s and 50s who grew up watching these kinds of shows or reading these kinds of books or comics and they're now in the entertainment industry and this is what they want to see so this is what they're making so it's all these people that grew up reading this stuff going we can do this now mm-hmm. we can do this now with storytelling we can do this now with vfx we can make this happen and then they do it yeah and then billions of us go and watch this and it makes a billion dollars yeah. in a weekend
1: Ugh, amazing
0: <laughs> yeah so that is our rundown of what we've been watching so definitely check these movies out and I'm really looking forward to Godzilla King of the Monsters. Oh, I can't wait. Because that trailer in IMAX oh. when they're playing the song from Willy Wonka And they're showing Mothra Dan and, and Kajira and I'm yeah. like, oh, I It just wait. looks so great mm-hmm. It just looks so great. I don't even care if this movie has a plot. Mm-hmm. I just want to see Godzilla Running. Yeah, running and colliding with another monster. Oh, yeah, and I'm just screaming. He just looks so great
1: I got so hyped for that when I saw that trailer that I went home and started on Criterion They have a lot uh-huh. of the old Godzillas on there. I started yeah. watching Godzilla for the first one. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah today.
0: They're actually we're recording on a Saturday They have Godzilla <gasps> At the Egyptian uh. six Godzilla movies eight and a half hours of Godzilla.
1: Oh, it's man. a lot.
0: I looked at that I almost got tickets. I went no <laughs> that's that's too much it's too much I wait got when it. is that it's today oh darn yeah because i'm
1: like maybe t- it was only a
0: 25 dollar ticket you can watch all these movies them on 35 millimeter prints i'm like ah that looks so great but angela, that's so much
1: movie angela we could still make it <laughs>
0: <laughs> we go right now yes. <laughs> we, could still make we could at
1: least watch some of them <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but it's there's a lot of good stuff out there and if hey even if you don't want to go to the movies this year even if you're like nothing looks interesting Mm-hmm. There's so many older movies. Oh yeah! There's so many other things. Mm-hmm. There's a this is a this is the golden time for media. Absolutely. There's something out there that you will like, and if you don't. It's a time to make whatever you want to see. If you're not seeing what you want to see, go out and get some friends and make it yourself because this is a golden era in which we live. Mm-hmm. And you can put it on one of the 1,800 streaming services yes. we talked about earlier.
1: <laughs> There's probably 100 more as we were talking oh, right now. Oh, as we are talking. Yeah. I'm
0: sure that whatever your niche is, mm-hmm. it exists. Yes. It's, and if it doesn't,
1: make go your forth niche. and
0: make yeah. your own. Make your own content.
1: Absolutely. That's what
0: we're doing. Mm-hmm. You can too. Yeah. Just take some time. Time and money.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
0: mainly time. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, we will bid our farewell. So I just want to let you guys know that we are going on hiatus for the summer because we have a lot of different things going on. Big thing going on Hmm. is that, Jeff, you will be at Comic-Con. You will be exhibiting at Mm Comic-Con once again.
1: Yeah, so if you're going to be in San Diego and going to Comic-Con, definitely look me up and tell us you're listening to the podcast and all that stuff. I will be in webcomics again, so... Find my booth. It'll say Jeff JeffBot somewhere on it.
0: Yeah, and we'll have me. the actual, once you get your booth number and what that, we'll put that on the site so that you guys can go and find Jeff. And I will be at Comic-Con as well. I'm not exhibiting, but I will be walking around. So
1: And you're going to have to hang yeah. at the booth. I will definitely and, yes. hang out at the booth. Yeah, cool. if you
0: want help at the booth, Absolutely. I'll definitely help you out at the booth. Yeah. So Comic-Con is a thing that's happening amongst many other things, but we will be back in September, and we'll still have stuff on the website, so I'll still be posting you know news and movies and events and whatnot on facebook and twitter and tumblr so check us out on www.theanimatedjourney.com and on twitter the handle is at animjourney uh jeff where can people find you
1: people can find my website at jeffbot.com they can also find me on instagram at shootzee. that's s-h-o-o-t-z-e-e And on Twitter, they can find me and Tumblr at JeffBot, J-E-F-B-O-T.
0: Very good. And you can find me on my website, sketchysoul.com. And on Instagram, the handle is at sketchysoul. And on Tumblr, the handle is sketchysoul.tumblr.com. And as always, if you've enjoyed today's podcast, please make sure to leave a five-star review in iTunes. Thank you so much to everyone who's left a review. You can also support the show by visiting our website and clicking on the PayPal donation button. All of your donations help us to pay for the technical costs, which is the web hosting, which thank you to everyone who's done that. That helps out a lot. So until September, everybody, have a wonderful summer. Go create great things. Go out and apply for jobs. Watch lots of movies. Watch a lot of television shows. And until next time, be encouraged and have a great day, everybody.